0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian with the Herfcast here. Uh, a couple of exciting things coming up. I got some stickers made. Uh, I got some shirts coming in, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'm going to be featuring those on the Patreon that you could find on my website. Just click any of the Patreon links, and there's different tiers for that that you could support the show on. That would be amazing. Uh, don't forget to check out everything related to Keegan. I've got all of his links in the description of this episode. Uh, the region roasters association his website his instagram all that good stuff Uh, so if you're in the area be sure to support keegan Um, and i definitely appreciate it if you support me Uh, and also as always uh, support flatbedcigarcompany.com you can use the coupon code hc25 as in herfcast25 and that'll get you 25 percent off your first order Uh, Paul's always got great deals going on. He's got a great selection, something for everybody. Uh, He's got a couple of new blends out, so check them out. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Thanks. We're both drinking uh, Lagunitas IPA, and we are smoking some uh, patina cigars, patina cigars. I originally heard about them on the Hot Ticket Podcast. Uh, They did a review, Uh, found a shop by me that had them, so tried them out, and I dig them, so... I picked a couple up today, a little bit milder than my my normal taste, but the flavors on these are, are real nice. I was going to so, say, I'm, I, I almost couldn't tell the difference when you said it was a little lighter. I was like, uh oh. Now, don't forget, don't inhale. Do not inhale.
1: The last time I did all right, so you yeah. know, I'm hoping I can go two for three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I did bring a couple of shorties out if uh, cool. these aren't enough. Keegan has been here before. He's a comedian here in the Northwest Indiana and in Chicago area. Uh, allegedly like yeah <laughs> allegedly um on most wednesday nights you could check them out at d's performance comedy theater or yeah, is, is it just d's performance theater
1: you know what i actually feel bad about saying that because in the last month i don't think i've gone to d's yeah uh i mean i've been you know i've been kind of going through stuff so you know it's just and plus with hockey like i i play hockey on wednesdays usually yeah. too so it's a lot it's it's it takes a lot of motivation to like get done playing a game of hockey and then be like, "All right, I'm gonna go sit and wait my turn to talk for ten minutes." Yeah, you know, I, I, it, there's just some days where I'm like, oh, "I can't." But I had a off weekend, or I had an off week this week for hockey, so I went and did uh, Goodfellas in Cedar Lake. Uh, Rodney Lumpkins hosts that every Wednesday at Goodfellas in Cedar Lake. It's on 41. Really cool show. I love doing it. I like lo- I that he was the first guy who put me on stage. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, I I went into Goodfellas. I saw their comedy night one night, and I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, how do I get on?" And he said, "Um, you know, just, just email me, and if I got open space, I'll put you on." Yeah. He did, and uh, he's put me on ever since. I, I've probably done that room like fifteen upwards of fifteen times, sixteen times, and uh, it's. It was funny because I used to say I didn't like that room. Yeah. But then I realized it was that I wasn't good enough. For the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it took experience at doing comedy for me to really realize, like kind of take the step back and, and see how I've been doing and then to see the difference of where I'm at now after two years of doing this, you know, to where I was when I first started and that was like one of the main rooms I went to. Yeah. You know, it's like I go there now and I can get a pretty solid laugh out of that crowd and that crowd has seen me before. So they know some of my jokes, but yet I can still get a solid laugh out of them because you know like i said i think i'm i'm just more well versed in how to do that how to take control of a crowd
0: yeah i read the room a little bit better
1: yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah well no i'm actually really horrible at that still but yeah. <laughs> but like if they don't like me i i i have figured out ways to kind of you know bring them back in yeah. you know i know the jokes that are going to work in that room that's the one thing that's cool about doing it so many times is that like i am familiar with kind of the general aspect of the crowd so i know what jokes i have that work and what jokes don't it's a it's a good time. I really like really like doing stand up there. I wish there were more people that would show up, but, you know. That's so what what, I do what is a, like what's the average crowd when you do a show there? Sometimes I'll show up and there's, you know, 40-50 people in there and it's a decent and it's a great crowd. Um a lot of times, you know, 15-20 tops, which isn't bad, but like Half of them are just there to drink, and they sit at the bar, and they don't really give a shit.
0: Yeah. You know, so. You get a chuckle every once in a while, but for the most part, they're watching the colors flash on the TV. Yeah, well, they that's the one thing I love about it. Is
1: Rodney Lumpkins is the host guy that, you know, brings in all the comedians and books it all. Um, he's a legit comedian. He is He is legit as hell. He's a great host. So he makes sure all the TVs are off. He makes sure that all the lights are down in the back of the room. And that, you know, the stage lights are up. The sound is working perfectly. Like the guy runs a really tight show. Like it, it's, I mean, I, I've opened up for, like there's national headliners that go through there. Yeah. Every week, national headliners. Like it was a guy from, that was on HBO uh, that I opened up for last night. All right. right. Um, I've opened up for Dwayne Kennedy there. Dwayne Kennedy is a writer on, uh, what is it? Uh, it's like United States. It's, it's hosted by W. Kamau Bell. All right. He's like a really big comedian, uh, but, and he writes for it. so And it's like on CNN and shit. And he headlined a night there, and I ended up like hanging out and meeting him. He's a really cool dude and a right, really on. funny guy. So that, that's, you know, you get to meet a lot of, for me as a comedian, I get to meet a lot of really you know comedians I probably wouldn't be exposed to otherwise, which is yeah. really fun.
0: So speaking of that, you were, uh, what, oh, it's been a couple of months now, I think, but you were supposed to do a show with the dude from... Uh, the radio station in Chicago, one oh one. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Kellum.
0: Yeah, how'd that go? Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah. We did the
1: uh, the Hobart Art Theater uh, in January, January twenty sixth. We actually did so well uh, that they rebooked us for June eighth. So there you go. June eighth, um, you can find me, Kevin Kellum, uh, Rebecca Gibson, Jeff Webb, Shannon Roston. Uh, we're coming back through, and we're going to do a second show. There was a, it was a snowstorm. Like, middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> and we still drew out, like, 175 people to the oh, wow. show. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was one of the best shows that I've, I've been a part of, uh, to be honest. And, right on. Uh, and we're actually hoping that we're going to take the five of us, or, you know, maybe four of the five of us, uh, we're going to take that act, like, around the Midwest this summer. Uh, we've been talking to, like, casinos and uh, smaller venues around the Midwest that, uh, that want to book the five of us. Uh, to come out. So if you're listening to this uh, and you know a place that you'd be interested in seeing some funny people, uh, let me know. Find me on keegandamron.com and uh, email me. Let me know where that is, and we'll try and get, we'll try and be coming around to your town.
0: Yeah, that works. So, uh, otherwise, anything new and exciting in the life of Keegan Damron? Um,
1: yeah, man. Next month. Uh. March twenty third will be the inaugural uh, <laughs> inaugural roast battle promotion that we're going to be hosting that I'm going to be hosting in uh, Northwest Indiana.
0: So is Albert Escobedo going to be a part of that?
1: He is headlining the show. Awesome. He'll, um, we haven't announced any of the bouts yet. Yeah. Um, but I guess do you want to know what the bouts are? Because like I can just announce them here right now. This will be the first time publicly well, hey, that these it. things are going to be out. Uh, we've already got uh the call out videos ready like all the all the comedians called each other out we have them all ready to go they're all going to be uh jockeying for the title of region roasters association champion we have a belt and everything nice. they're going to be they're going to be trying to get uh K Francis Norris uh, yeah. f- uh past guest of your podcast uh is going to be helping me judge it
0: all right, so before before we get into uh that announcement um i just did you had your was it your third Keegan and Friends Live?
1: Yeah, man. That audio got all fucked up. Was I was going to talk to you after the podcast about oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, the audio was just bad. Um, it, it, it was... So my sound guy had originally plugged everything in the right way. Uh, yeah. The, the way that would have been Work. fine. We would have you know, been able to edit all the, the soundtracks. For whatever reason, the PA wouldn't run it that way, though. So he had to reverse the way he had it set up, which made it all one channel. So when there were level issues, we could not fix them unless I went through and like cut out sections and then amplified that section. Yeah. Like there was literally one of my guests. I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but there was one of my guests who was so soft when they spoke, and it wasn't you. No. But there was it was it was so soft when he spoke that like you couldn't hear him at all, and then my voice was like booming. Booming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have that kind of a voice anyway, and especially when I'm live and nervous. Yeah. I yell a lot. So, so that
0: that week was a very busy podcast week for me. Um I I ended up doing a guest spot on The Bearded Idiots which actually comes out this Sunday. Oh cool. Um which I'm not sure if this is going to be out Friday or the following Friday. So but uh Bearded Idiots is a whiskey review podcast with just Oh nice. Uh, yeah. Drunken fuckery afterwards. So, like the first half hour is like you know first like twenty minutes to a half hour is like whiskey reviews, and after that it's just uh you know basically the same, you know just conversation uh you know general fuckery so
1: that sounds awesome actually <laughs> but let me
0: see what uh what number episode i'm on
1: what kind of whiskey did you drink
0: uh, I drank Woodford Reserve they were doing uh colonel e h Taylor okay because they're in the middle of a um doing the whole Buffalo Trace lineup. So I think that it's like a twenty-four week ordeal oh or something like that. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. So uh yeah, it's been it's been fun. Uh lis- listening to their show has been fun. And um I'll be on episode number forty two. Okay. But like I you know started listening to their show and quickly became a Patreon or a, a patron yeah, for yeah. their Patreon. That's awesome. Um, and then ended up they were looking for a guest on the show that night. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, right? Know, I, I got. I I barely got some time, but I got a little bit of time. Yeah, hey, so drink whiskey. I'll come. Yeah. Over, hell yeah. So, um, oh no, it was it was done through Skype. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that's why they had the Colonel E H Taylor and I had Woodford Reserve. <laughs> ah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> if it was planned ahead of time, like I could have, I could have scrounge some up somewhere i imagine but uh yeah that was fun um and then god i did one that week uh with dan from zebrahead yeah dude that was so cool and before that shit who the fuck did i have on
1: uh it was dan from zebrahead before that one you did oh shit was it that giveaway you did oh no
0: it was uh uh shane shane rail oh, okay uh, cigar source rex on yeah uh, yeah yeah, on yeah Instagram. So, shout out for Shane, shout out for Dan from Zebrahead. Uh Dan was a great dude. Um you know,
1: I played some we played Zebrahead on the Did on you? the moron Bros yeah. uh, that week cuz we were awesome. ta- we were like I was talking about like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be on Herfcast." I think that was when it was supposed to be the week before this one. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, hey, yeah, I'm supposed to be on Herfcast, and he did Zebrahead. So because of it, it made me look it up. I, I honestly hadn't heard of them. Yeah, most most people haven't. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of them before, and then like I looked up their their YouTube, and I was like, holy shit! Like this is a fucking band. Like oh yeah, they're legit as hell. And then like I started listening to their music, and I was like, this is legit. Like yeah, I, dude,
0: that's uh, I. They're one of my favorite bands, which made that I dig it because they made like, that so exciting for me. Right? They're like,
1: they're like almost like a retro uh, like pop punk yeah like kind of feel like it's it almost feels like early 2000s pop punk yeah but well that's 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 pretty
0: much like when they started Mm -hmm. which uh they you know they don't have the same singer from from when they started but uh you know they you know their first album with the new singer was called phoenix and Mm -hmm. it definitely fit (laughs) Uh, they you know they they came back uh without without a hitch man um and that's you know, just uh, one of those bands that's been with me since, uh, you know, I was, like, 18 years old. So, like, 20 years now I've been a fan. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, just to to have him on was just fucking awesome. Yeah, so, that's
1: so fucking cool, then,
0: dude. Um, and then I, I reached out to another person um, that got back to me actually really quick who, not cigar-related, not music-related, anything like that. Just a random dude that I heard about. I liked his story. reached out to him, and he got back to me. So... Hopefully that's uh, that's going to be another interesting episode. Okay, uh, in the future. You'll have to keep me posted. We'll talk about yeah. it after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know.
1: I uh, yeah. Speaking of which, um, for anybody who has been like wondering, uh, probably not many people, but if you were wondering, what happened to Keegan and friends? Um, I now do a weekly podcast slash radio show uh, with a guy that I used to do radio shows and podcasts with. I think I talked about it before, actually, that you not, when, when I like, either first came on here or the second time I came on, where we talked about how I started doing podcasting and stuff through Real Punk Radio. Yeah. The shirt that I'm wearing, if you're watching the, the video, I'm wearing a Real Punk Radio shirt. Yeah, um, Me and him, somehow, were able to talk Real Punk Radio into giving us our show back and letting us come back on with, like, they had just taken all of our shit down. From like years and years ago, like five years ago was our last show there. And they had just taken everything off the web page. And then apparently CJ messaged him and was like, hey, do you want to, you know, can we do our show again? And they're like, sure. <laughs> so they put everything back up and, and here we go. We're uh, we're doing the, the Moron Bros show. We have Moronic Tuesdays yeah. at RealPunkRadio.com. We do a morning show at 10 p.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Eastern. It's like 9 a.m. here local time. Uh, And then we do 7 o'clock that night where we do a radio show. So the morning show is just an hour of me and him bullshitting and kind of building the music for the show that's going to come in the afternoon. Yeah. And then in the afternoon is when we we do that. And we're working on uh, archiving all of our previous ones. What we're going to do is we're going to take our morning show and our radio show, put them together, put like the fake ads from Keegan and Friends right in the center, and then just release it all as one two-and-a-half-hour like thing. You can listen to us build... The set list for the night, and then listen to the radio show where we play all that music. Right on. So uh, yeah, more on bros. I think it's more on radio Com is our website. Eventually, probably in the next couple weeks, uh, we're gonna have all of our backlog of episodes posted in there.
0: So now, is this uh, is this like a like a deep cut punk type thing, or is it like uh, you know your your mainstream punk, or is it just kind of a little bit of everything?
1: Did you ever listen to Doctor Demento?
0: Yeah. We're a punk
1: rock Doctor Demento nice. show. We nice. literally play the most outlandish shit we can find. Oh
0: uh, man, I can't remember who. I can't remember the band, but uh, Code B- Code Blue. Code Blue. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll have to look in. I'll have to look that up. That
0: that song. You not not familiar with it? Oh, the
1: song Code Blue. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a band. Uh, yeah. No, not,
0: not no.
1: Maybe. Once again, honestly, CJ is more or less in charge of all yeah. the music that we play, and I just kind of like, I'll walk in and be like, hey, remember this song that we used to listen to all the time? Why do uh, we play that? An- anybody
0: anybody interested uh, uh, in, it's kind of vulgar, pretty funny, uh, but look up a punk song called Code Blue. I can't remember for the life of me of the band. That is but, our
1: entire, that is in our entire repertoire. Yeah. Like we, and we And we don't just play punk. We don't just play ska. Uh, we, that's like what we mainly focus on, but, uh, we, we play rap. We do, um, there was a, there was a gentleman that used to do a show after ours, like when we first started back in like 2006 or seven, when we first started, uh, podcasting, um, there was a, a, a guy, Oh God. And I feel so bad. I've ha- I worked a shit ton and drove a shit ton today. I can't even remember his <laughs> name, but he, he passed away and he did a country, like a, mm. a an outlaw country show. That would always come after the Moron Bros. Uh, when we first started, and so what we would do in order to transition from our show to his show is we would do a country set at the end of our uh, at the end of our show, yeah. just to kind of like you know, hey, check him out, nice segue. Yeah. Uh, and now since he passed away, we still keep to doing that. We always end our show with two country songs, and it's usually outlaw country. So it's like Hank Williams the Third or uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Or yeah. We play like you know country that we really like.
0: So it was it it was pretty funny. Uh, Not yesterday, the day before. uh, I've got a trainee uh, at work. Um, You know, he's running the crane. I I decided to just be, uh, uh, just just play the most random annoying shit uh, on on the speaker. Let's see how cool you are. Yeah. While while he's running the crane all day, and it was a busy day. So like this is like the first time that he's running the crane all day, and it's actually busy. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm playing uh, Little Dicky. Yeah. um, uh a lot of Wheeler Walker Jr. Dude,
1: we've been playing Little Dicky since like 2010.
0: Yeah, that's like, I. I just tweeted at him to see. Uh, it's like, hey, if little, you know, if you smoke cigars, let me know. Hell yeah. If not, I, I still want to talk to you. Fuck you yeah, know? that'd be awesome. Yeah, oh my
1: God, if you did that, oh, I would lose my shit, man.
0: Yeah, dude, that'd be fucking insane. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, I'm starting to uh, just just uh, throw shit out there and see what sticks. You yeah, know? hell yeah, man. But. Um I
1: honestly I have loved watching your podcast grow. Um it is it, it's been really cool. Like I, I, I gotta say, I give you props, man. Like just from you know I remember when I first started like listening to your podcast and you know, when I first showed up and we did it, I was kinda like, Okay, you know, like we'll see. I like the concept. I love the idea of like just sitting down smoking cigars and talking shit. Like I love that idea. And I was like, I just wonder where he's gonna go with it. And then to see, you know, like the kind of progression. I mean, your studio is fucking legit. <laughs> I, I like, I love coming and hanging out, dude. So, the, the fucking, you know, like I said, props to you, dude. Well, thanks, dude. You Cheers. kept it going. I couldn't keep a podcast going, but you, you fucking did, man. I know, uh, yeah.
0: dude. I'm, I'm sure you could just, uh, you know. Uh, at least as of late, like you've got a whole lot of shit going on. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I got—I got to imagine it's pretty pretty hard to keep up with a podcast while you're doing comedy, while you're doing work, you know, home life. Oh yeah, everything else. Yeah,
1: so. the, uh, that's been uh, that's even been weird. Like trying to do comedy, I, I've been kind of been kind of down in the dumps. You know, yeah, um, just kind of like living, trying to get my shit straight. So it's like I haven't—I've gone out and done comedy a few times. Uh, in the last like three or four weeks, probably like the last month, I've gone and done comedy like ten times, maybe. Yeah. And it's like I'm starting. It's starting to like affect me. Like I, I'm 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 starting to realize that like I'm getting more depressed because I'm not going. Yeah. To, like I went and did the show last night at Goodfellas, and I got off stage and I was like, Oh yeah, this is why. Yeah. This is why I do this. This is fun. <laughs> I forgot. Like oh shit. So. Yeah, hope uh March will be uh, a a month that I pick everything back up and then hopefully by this summer like I said I'll be
0: traveling around the Midwest and doing comedy. That'll be oh my god. So yeah, dude, truck. that's I like I th- I think that's one of the best parts for me like being on the outside of that world and now having to talk to, you know, quite a few of you guys that are in the local circuit and everything. Like watching you guys start Oh, getting yeah. out there did you like, see k
1: francis norris was in the times today no i didn't yeah it, was it like, wasn't about a bar burning down
0: <laughs> no no
1: not this time dude i told him when that happened and all those people were like fucking attacking him about yeah. it like i was telling him like dude fucking lean into it oh yeah hard. like yeah i'm saying you should you should get a hold of a local newspaper and complain about local comedian <laughs> k francis norris like you should do that. right right into the editorial <laughs> yeah dude like,
0: at the end of it and just Big, bold letters, K. Francis Norris. Yeah, he was yeah. like, no,
1: I don't plan on doing that. I'm like, dude, it, feeds, yeah, dude. it would feed that like, so much. Like, but... you need to book everything now. <laughs> yeah, like, right? Uh,
0: I mean, Keith Evans, like, he just yeah. went on a fucking hell of a tour, man.
1: Right, he was, uh, what was it, like, Minnesota? Minnesota. Iowa, California, like.
0: Uh, Michigan, I think. Michigan. I think he was all over the place, yeah. Yeah, dude, like, that. Uh, watching his Instagram, it was, uh, which is Evans from the heavens, uh, watching his Instagram, it was just like, dude, that's. That that's that's what that's what he wants to do and he's doing it. And so. I, I, I
1: have, and and I have it on good authority, good source, uh, that, that gentleman's got some big things coming up. Uh good in the next couple months or so. I'm I'm not at liberty to speak on it and no. I don't want to do anything you know, talk out of school or nothing, but like he was supposed to be on the roast battle that we're doing and uh he he actually told me he couldn't do it told me the reason why and i was more than happy to be like dude yeah. i'll replace it it's it's oh, okay because yeah. yeah he's got big shit coming down the pipe Good. so everybody keep an eye evans from the heavens go look him up he's yeah he's doing big things yeah
0: that's i, I don't remember what episode he was but uh i mean it was it was over the summer yeah he, he was here um you know how you you were here during the summer you, oh, you know yeah. how fucking hot it gets in here but uh, <laughs> now we're on the opposite side of the spectrum. Now now it's cold. Uh, I was gonna
1: say I I I, I wore the long sleeve because yeah, I
0: was like I know how it gets. I had the torpedo heater going for probably an <laughs> hour before we got out here. So, um, but yeah, dude. Um, like podcasting's been good. Uh, cigars have been good. I I just joined my first cigar of the month club. Oh shit. Okay. And that's a Stogie Bird, which I have not even opened the pack in, package yet. It's Sitting right over there. I'm going to get I mean, to it eventually.
1: I was going to say we're doing video. You should do an unboxing. Well,
0: that's, that's what I was planning on doing. Oh, nice. So, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I was actually planning on doing it before we started, but, you know, whatever. Nah. Um, so, you've I, I think I was talking to you and you were saying that you've you've actually had a few cigars since the last time oh, yeah. that we talked.
1: I, I honestly don't.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if you remember what they were or not. I don't remember not. what they were, but, yeah, yeah.
1: dude, I've been, uh, I've been definitely more of a, a, a carnoisseur of uh of cigars as of late
0: so getting getting a little bit more into it oh yeah and en- enjoying it
1: well yeah i'm uh you know i i've I found out that there are a lot more people that like to just sit and smoke cigars that i didn't realize did like yeah. other comedians so i'll yeah. be like hey do you want to get together and smoke a cigar go to like we've gone i went to karma not too long ago yeah. and just hung out and fucking smoked cigars that was really cool um there was another one. Where's that one? It's like one eleven o 1101. 1101 yep. in Cherville there. I went there with a buddy of mine not too long ago. You met Flash. Yeah. Yeah, we went there not too long ago and just sat and had a cigar and fucking Yeah, Flash was it.
0: on uh, the Gaggle of Dicks, right? With you? I yeah. think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the one where you forgot who won. <laughs> yeah. So, which which was me, by the way. Yeah, it was him. It was him. Um, and then I lost miserably at the, at the Keegan and Friends Live, so... I think everybody was pretty upset about the outcome of that Keegan and Friends Live, but... Yeah. <laughs> No, I think the thing that made me the happiest, if like you know, in the K. Francis Norris episode here, uh, like we talked about, like his just absolute aversion, disgust for pickles, and the prize that I brought for the for the winner for the winner's guest or whatever was a jar of pickles, and that's who gave K. Francis Norris a ride, and he had to be in the car with the jar of pickles and like he was absolutely (laughs) loathing the fucking idea of that which just made me happy yeah right you
1: know i love okay so uh, i guess in that article uh like that they were okay so here well i kind of want to talk about that article a little bit um i doubt i don't know if the gentleman who wrote it uh will ever hear anything from me um but uh, i do have to say i have some critiques about his uh angle no yeah. and how he wrote about the Northwest Indiana comedy scene that I didn't agree with um he I feel like the article was very um why don't it, 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 like it was kind of like a why don't you like us kind of thing like why doesn't you know why don't people like the Northwest Indiana comedy scene kind of article, and it should have been more like I, I and if you're if you're asking me, I feel like it should have been more like you need to see yeah. the Northwest Indiana comedy scene like I think the angle that he took at it was just kind of like you know all these misfits in northwest indiana and it's like we're not though yeah like i for the roast battle that i have booked for next month like i have comedians coming from chicago i have comedians coming from fort wayne i uh, i'm talking to comedians from michigan to be on the next one like
0: so is this your production mm-hmm. awesome
1: yeah it's uh it's me and local sounds entertainment uh we're working together to put this all together and it's uh it's been really cool really cool um Oh, I was gonna announce the uh, the people who are yeah the lineup. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. In yeah. a second. I, I but I think the article was really good because he he showcased a lot of like movers and shakers in Northwest Indiana and and big props to them. King David Lane, um, uh, K. Francis Norris, Jeff Webb, Shannon Roston. Jeff Webb, Shannon Roston, also going to be on that June eighth show. Uh, it's Jeff's show at the Art Theater. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, talked to all four of them. Really good people to talk to as far as, you know, getting to know local comics. Uh, and, you know, the article was well done as far as his interviews and stuff, but I just felt like, you know, the angle was a little weird. Like, what do you, you know, I mean, it, you're kind of making it seem like we're just kind of the backwater, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, we're not, we're not. Like, I Honestly, per capita, if you look at the comedians that come out of Northwest Indiana, like there's so many comedians that come out of Chicago, right? Yeah. There's so many. I feel like, for the amount of comedians that we have in northwest indiana the amount of actually really solid comedians that we have in comparison to the you know the weekend warrior the the you know kind of passive comic yeah
0: the, the more committed end, right it's pretty high
1: yeah like the people that are out here that are doing comedy i feel like there are some very dedicated people who work really fucking hard to be funny um and that that that, that the 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 article kind of made it seem like oh well it's just starting and you know yeah. it's like no dude we've been here for years yeah, yeah. Like, we've been doing like i,
0: I d- it, it it might be just starting to gain popularity and <laughs> right, not- right. notoriety right but i mean yeah you guys i mean you've been doing it for two years, two years. it'll be three in um, it'll be three in april yeah uh i mean coffee keith uh albert um k francis norris i mean they you guys have all been doing it for for multiple years. Yeah. So
1: and it's it's uh it's really cool, um, you know, just that we're getting the notoriety, and I can't appreciate that enough. Like I really can't. You know, no press is bad press, obviously. Yeah. So the fact that even somebody would take their time to you know spotlight Northwest Indiana comedy is is awesome. I mean, yeah. and yourself as well. Like, I mean, anybody who has a podcast who brings on Northwest Indiana comics, I can't thank you enough. Because, you know, just giving getting our name out there, getting our voice out there is amazing. Um, But like I said, I feel like it was just kind of written from a a, a perspective that I was like, you know, obviously nobody who isn't in the comedy scene could see it this way. Like, obviously, most people in Northwest Indiana are kind of like, oh, there's a comedy scene. But I feel like anybody that's inside the scene has seen it, you know, would read that article and be like, oh, so like we have, you know, we're not we're not that great of a scene. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it's like, no, we have a great scene. We have a great, we have great comics that come out here. And there's a reason that, you know, Kay Francis gets the headliners that he does on his shows. Yeah, There's a reason that Shannon Roston brings out the headliners that she does on her shows. There's a reason that, you know, uh, uh, Rebecca Gibson can go open for Gilbert Gottfried one weekend and then the next weekend come to Northwest Indiana and do a show. Like, because they want to be here. We have good we have good crowds. We have, you know, pe- very appreciative crowds, which is, is is the thing that a lot of Chicago comics love about coming out here. Yeah. Is because, you know, they they are. They they don't know.
0: We're fucking bored out here, dude.
2: <laughs> right?
1: we're all fucking <laughs> bored. So like to have somebody, you know, to to have a legit scene out here is is it's fucking great and it's yeah. just it, it's going to be, you know, it does take a second for the crowd to co- or for the audience to find the artists. But we're there, and yeah. we we're, we're doing our thing, and they'll come around, yeah, eight hundred thousand people live in Northwest Indiana, eight hundred thousand, like Boulder, Colorado has a hundred and fifty thousand, and it's a city,
2: yeah, right like, yeah
1: or no, I think it's like two hundred and fifty thousand either way, we fucking dwarf that, and we yeah. live in an area that's like pretty big, but eight hundred thousand people there is a- there there is an audience. That just needs to figure out where we are, and yeah. getting our name out there is the big thing. So, yeah. can't thank them enough for putting us in the Times, or putting the the scene in the Times, and putting those four comics in the Times. But at the same time, like respect what you're doing. Like, yeah. respect the yeah. respect the scene if you're going to write about it. Yeah, my personal opinion. I know K. Francis Norris has a lot of his own opinions on that, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't wait, can't wait to hear him. That's definitely love his perspective on things. You know, like the first time he was in the paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised he didn't which, get what,
0: what, Was he actually in the paper, or was that just like a snippet on the online article? Like, was it an online thing?
1: It might have been an online, like, opinion piece, I think. Yeah. It might have been, like, an a editorial. Yeah. But which, I don't know. Um,
0: you know, basically what it was was, uh, there was a there was a bar fire. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what he said. But, know, it was the tanning salon, I thought. Oh, cause was he, it?
1: Yeah, because he posted like you know you get like fifty percent off tans, and these yeah, these deals like,
0: are flaming hot or something. No, it was uh, it was something about being the hottest place in town, and you might get a sunburn or something like that. So yeah. it, it could have been either yeah, either so way, but yeah, a bunch of people got butt about it. Yeah, it'll happen. You like,
1: know. And you know what's funny about it too, and this is totally speculation and totally alleged, but from what I hear, like that fire had some real questionable motives behind it. Some insurance motives? Like there might have been, you know, something something more to it. Once again, allegedly... Through the grapevine, I know yeah. nothing. Yeah. I'm just a fucking dude. But, <laughs> but from what I hear, so it's like all these people that are getting really upset about it. I think it's kind of funny that like there's another layer where it's like, no, you should probably be upset about the fact yeah. that like somebody burned down a been historical taken. building. Oh, the, was it a historical building? I'm pretty too? sure it was like right near the downtown area.
0: Of, oh wow. of,
1: of Hobart. So it's like if that's the if that's the case, that building was probably old as fuck. Yeah, and like, yeah, they burned down a building that didn't need to be burned down. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh,
0: if, that's the, if, that if the that's the case, if that is the case, if that is
1: the case, if not, you know,
0: don't at me
1: or do at me. I don't give a yeah. shit.
0: <laughs> no, like you said earlier, no publicity <laughs> no, is bad publicity, none. man. So, um, with your with your newfound uh, every once in a while hobby of cigars, um, what do you find to be your favorite part of it?
1: Um, honestly, the conversation that comes with cigars. No. On, like, it, there's such there's like an ethos around cigars that I really dig. Like the, the fact that You know, like, when you go to a cigar bar, like, you can tell that everybody that's in there is just wanting to hang out. Like, they just want to hang out and talk, and that's fucking awesome, because I'm a lonely dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's been been really cool. Honestly, I haven't found, like, a preference in cigar. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, okay, that looks like a good one. I'll take that, you know, I want to have a long conversation. So let's get a long cigar. Like that's, (laughs) that's more or less what my qualifications are. Like how, how much time do I have? That's the cigar I'll pick. Um, But yeah, the, 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 the whole, I think it's, it's the same reason why I play certain sports, right? I, I love, I loved playing rugby a lot. And it wasn't even because I really liked the sport of rugby, which I love the sport of rugby. It was get me the, wrong.
0: the aftermath.
1: Oh, it was the after parties, it yeah. was you know the team it was it was the atmosphere around it that I really dug. And same thing with hockey is like the guy like, that's the coolest thing about hockey is it's like the best of both worlds for me. Like I loved football, but I hated all the dudes who played football, yeah. which made a really which made it hard for me to play football. Uh, and then I loved rugby but like that was so damaging to my body that like <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't keep doing it so like the the idea that like now you know hockey is like i love playing the sport and i'm in a non-contact league cuz it's an adult league and like you know everybody's got jobs and shit yeah. no one's trying to get killed so like you know it's fun to play like probably the most fun i've ever had playing a sport is playing hockey and then also the atmosphere around it, all the players, all the guys that I hang out with, all the guys on my team, they're fucking awesome. And, like, no. we hang out afterwards or we'll go have, like, an, uh, an after party or something like that. And it's it's just a fucking blast. Um, so, yeah, like I, I feel like a lot of things. And same thing with comedy, you know? I love the atmosphere around doing comedy, like... Not just the comedians, but the people that want to come and talk to you after the show yeah. and the people that want to hang out and they'll have, want to have a conversation, all the shit. I get to come on podcasts and smoke cigars with cool dudes like you <laughs> just because, like, I, I get on stage every now and again. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I, I I feel like with anything, you know, not just enjoying the actual act of it, but, you know the whole world that kind of comes with anything yeah, you know what i yeah. mean is is really cool and it it, it also factors into
0: whether you want to keep doing that thing so
1: yeah cigars has been fucking dope that way
0: yeah so how do you feel about the uh, patina so far
1: this is a really easy smoke yeah like i don't like it, it's it's you know sometimes you get like that i think it's cuz we were smoking like the harder the harsher cigars before yeah but it was like it kind of coats your mouth like in the first couple
0: yeah, like a like a creamy oilness. Yeah, o- yeah. oily. This is a little bit mouth sm- feel.
1: A little bit smoother. I definitely getting the taste, and I definitely uh, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. But it's like not as harsh. It's not as uh, pronounced. But it's really good.
0: Yeah. And this dude's another. It's another uh, local company too. Oh really? Uh, he. I think he's actually in uh, like Orland Park, Tinley Park area. Oh, that's cool. So. Um what are all the uh the stats on these? Do you know? Ah fuck, dude. You gotta put me on uh <laughs> on the last here Um I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head. Uh I never did look it up. Uh I just tried it out. I liked it. Um But, you know, I could
1: I was gonna say, how do you how are these things just not singed?
0: <laughs> uh I don't know, man. <laughs> that's that's a that's a miracle in itself. <laughs> they they've gotta be um I I don't know uh, I've, I've never really smelled, but they got to be pretty smoky. Oh, I imagine, yeah.
1: dude. I uh, I brought I brought a couple of uh, mics from my studio. Uh, I can't remember where I went. Oh, I I was doing a a mobile like a mobile recording someplace, and uh, I um I brought my mics and it's like somebody like went and smelled it and they're like whoa. Yeah, thing reeks of smoke. <laughs> I was like I didn't even realize that. I'm yep. so sorry. Yep. So
0: what we what we are smoking? We're smoking the uh, patina oxidation, which is the Toro Goro six by fifty six, and it's a Connecticut wrapper with nicaragua- Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania binder uh, binder and filler. So, like the the Pennsylvania is like the kind of the oddball. Uh, it's it's not really use that much as a, as a filler, at least as far as I know, like I've had quite a few cigars that are like a, a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper, mm-hmm. but uh, as a filler or binder, I don't think I've had any others other, say, other I, than this. I,
1: uh, I, I, I've listened to your podcast a little bit, uh, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever heard, I've never heard Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, I've always heard, it's always, you know. Oh,
0: well, that's, uh, Flatbed, Flatbed yeah. Cigar Company, like they, they're out of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and he uses a lot of Pennsylvania broadleaf. Okay. So. Um, what is
1: the what is like the distinct thing about a Pennsylvania filler or leaf?
0: Uh it's just a a, a different flavor profile. Okay. Um I don't know. I'm not that good with flavors yet to like pinpoint mm-hmm. everything. Um but I could definitely tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Right. I, right, I right, can't right. tell you exactly what that is. Uh you mind grabbing me another beer, please? Oh. I actually uh I actually prepared tonight and got a a a side cooler here so but um yeah that's i'm definitely a fan of these patinas uh i picked up a a maduro today as well uh that i needed to try they're Uh, actually
1: like they're actually burning pretty quick too which is pretty nice
0: um yeah nice nice even straight burn uh construction's great uh they smoke well. They burn well. Um,
1: They're not even like, it, and it's not like getting all soggy at the end. I've had it kind of clamped in my mouth a couple times. No, and it's not not really fun. too bad? So
0: that's awesome. Which I gotta say, I I bought myself a new toy, which is that the pair of scissors that we yeah. that we cut these with, and it's um, the the Zycar multi tool, and I fucking love that. Like it, it cuts through like butter, and like I I don't know. Uh I'm definitely a fan. Uh, more more precise. Oh yeah. And well, so far so good.
1: Um the uh the so getting back, man, I jump around so bad and I am so sorry for the listener. <laughs> Come on, you've <laughs> heard my podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh I uh the eight comedians that will be partaking in the uh the Region Roasters Association Battle for the Belt part 1. Um on March 3rd or March 23rd at Mighty Mix in Winfield. March 23rd at Mighty Mix in Winfield. Yep. Uh I think it's going to be 10 bucks at the door, but if you buy uh a table, if you reserve a table, it's like 750 a ticket. All right. So if you bring four people, you can get a four top table for like an, instead of, you know, 40 bucks, I think it's 30 bucks. So um that's uh going to be awesome. I have Oh, man, let's see if I can remember them off the top of my head. So I got...
0: I'm writing them down, yeah. so...
1: Oh, it's Albert Escovito versus Bobby Wright as the headlining bout. Uh, then we'll have Anthony Rasick versus uh, Kate Peterson. Uh, Ashley Lusk versus uh, 38D. And Levi the Comedian versus... Oh man, I got to the last one and I fucked it all up.
0: All right, let's let's go back and maybe it'll it'll jog your mind. I got Anthony Rasick, Kate Peterson, then who else? Oh, Jeremy Arroyo. Jeremy Arroyo. Yeah,
1: so he's out of uh he's out of Fort Wayne. He's a really fucking cool dude. I I was on, I was on his podcast uh, when I went out there and I judged the roast battle that Anthony Racek, uh hosts out there. Uh, it's called uh, Dial Trolls. It's amazing. Like It's probably like as far as like underground podcasts go, it's got to be one of my hands down favorite. Because what he does is he just prank. He puts shit. I don't know if I can say it, but he puts out an ad and he he has people send him their phone numbers from different places around the country. And then he calls them and prank calls them through the, the ad that he puts out. And just does the most outlandish, like, and he's such a dry kind of dude. Yeah. That, like, it's fucking hilarious, man. Like, it's so fun. Anytime someone's talking in the back, he's like, hey, can you tell that bitch to shut the fuck up? Like, it's, <laughs> dude, it's so awesome. It's basically Crank Yankers, but as a podcast. And it's so good. It's yeah. so funny. I haven't seen him put out a new one in a long time, but uh, the ones that are up there are definitely worth checking out. I, uh, I've I've plugged that podcast so many times in different places. No, I'm like, that guy's so fucking funny. Uh, so I'm really excited for all of these all of these ma- matches and uh, to see this. These are the eight who are competing for the belt. Okay, so this is our battle for the belt. Each of these comedians, if the winner, when the uh, the winner will move on to face each of these guys. Uh, each of these comedians will face each other in like the next round until eventually we um, have crown the champion. You know, but we'll have obviously coming up more bouts from comedians from all over. I mean, we're trying to bring in the best comics in the Midwest to come out and and, and roast battle. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, March 23rd is only like four days after my birthday. No. So it'll be kind of doubling as like my birthday show. At the end of it, um, I think once you know the show is over, we're going to try and get a hold of all of my friends who are there to stick around, and we're going to do like a roast of me uh, afterwards. So that'll be a lot of fun.
0: So it's... um you're gonna have the inaugural roast battle on the twenty third. You got your birthday and then your third anniversary of doing comedy.
1: Yeah. All in so, like a couple all in like that month there. That's gonna yeah. be I'm excited for it, man. It's it's You're
0: gonna be fucking busy, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to keep myself that way. Yeah. Hockey starts back up too, so that'll be fun. Yeah, there's what, like a three week break between yeah. hockey seasons.
0: So.
2: Yeah,
1: that's basically what it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, that that show and then I said like I said before K Francis Norris uh will be my co-host for the evening and he'll help me judge the competition. No. Um I'm trying to talk him into actually wanting to do uh the roasts, but he's uh he's been really hesitant and I'm like, "Come on, man, no. you're such a cutting comic like yeah. you. You're such a the heel kind of dude this this promotion needs, you know." So we'll see. Uh, he he might cut someone too
0: deep. Yeah, yeah. You can find
1: uh, you can find all information. Uh, I think we have Region Roasters Association or Region uh, I believe that's up and running now. If it's not, it will be soon. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook, Region Roasters Association, uh, and keep up to date with Is it. Region
0: Roasters or Region Roasters Association uh,
1: Region uh, But then Region Roasters Association. So the RRA is our is our promotion i want to be the dana white of roast battles in northwest indiana that's my that's my thing i have no interest in doing roast battles but i definitely want to make sure that
0: the the jeff ross of the region yeah 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 yeah.
1: i like i I like roasting a lot like i like roasting almost too much which is why i don't want to do it because i'm like the nice guy
0: (laughs) all right so how about this um You've got the general matchups. You're the host. Kay Francis Norris is the co host. Oh, me and Kay. In, in in between battles you guys could jab at each other, yeah, dude. Yeah, right? So Oh
1: man. Actually that's a good idea. I might just yeah. do that as the opening bout. Me and me and Kay just go at each other just to warm up the crowd. Yeah. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm I'm telling you, like in, in between matches. <laughs> just you you guys each get a jab in between each match.
1: The thing about that is though, with me and Kyle, I, I think that Man, I, I always call him Kyle, and I'm not supposed to. Yeah. With me and Kay, the thing is, is like, we uh, insult each other so much. Yeah. that Like, I don't think that there's anything we'd say to each other on stage that we haven't said to each other already. It,
0: it doesn't matter if you guys get impacted. It's if the crowd gets impacted.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, bro.
0: like, th- I mean, that's I. I actually talked about that. I did a, another guest spot. Uh, I did like a 16 minute video rant on the Dalvin Cox experience because okay. he's doing a series on like basically like the state of america right now and i went on this 15 minute rant about how america's fat um offended um uh, a a couple other things i I can't remember off the top of my head oh yeah but um you know where the fuck oh like I, i talked about how like when i was growing up like me and my friends like we did nothing but talk shit to each other right and you know what happened when somebody tried talking shit to us yeah, I fucking heard it before. You, you gotta, you gotta get something <laughs> right. better than that, dude. Like right? you, you're not, you're not gonna offend me.
1: What is? It, it's one of the most ingenious things from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Where Tyrion Lannister says, like, you know, that thing that you hate about yourself, wear it like armor, because if you own, yeah. it, then nobody can use it against you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I think that that's it's like ingenious because it's such an easy thing to understand but like so many people miss that. Yeah. They just miss the point of like the fact that you have shortcomings should be something that you embrace. And then, you know, what what is anybody going to say to you? Like I, like I have really low self-esteem, right? But what I do is that I I weaponize it. I go on stage yeah. and I talk about it. Like yeah. I talk about all the shit that I don't want to talk about because like
0: why not? Like, you yeah, know, Exactly. That's, you know, just like you said, own it. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, dude, like that's, I, I've never, I've never had a problem with, you know, nobody's ever fucking hurt my feelings like that. I've put know? myself,
1: I've put myself into situations where I get my feelings hurt Yeah, like on purpose. Like, uh, if I'm in, if I'm in a place and I hear somebody talking about something in a, like a really condescending manner that I enjoy, like... I'll be the first person to be like, actually, I really enjoy that thing. Like, yeah. you know, and it's, sometimes it's really weird shit too. So like I really expose myself, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, but fuck it. Like if I, if, if these people are going to sit and talk shit about something that they don't understand and they don't realize that somebody who does understand it is standing right next to them, Yeah, I'm going to make it painfully obvious to them that they're talking about something that I know a lot about. Yeah. Maybe even intimately, like I know about it, you know? So like, I'm trying to think of, like, an explanation, but i, I it's, like, uh, man, I don't even know. I've I, I've definitely uh, been called out. Uh, eh, well, never mind. No? Once again, one of the things we'll talk about after the podcast, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, so I'm a really weird guy. All right. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that, uh, but I am. And so, like... Whenever somebody's talking about, like, isn't it weird that, like, some people like to do this sexually? I'll be like, no, nah, I do that. Like, <laughs> like, I do that all the fucking time. I don't know what you're talking about. What, you guys don't do that? Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's probably the most, like... Uh, um vulnerable on get with people if they're yeah. talking shit about something like uh, like oh man can you imagine what it would be like for a girl to put her finger in your butt and i'm like dude putting her finger in your butt's fucking awesome like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm that guy Butt oh, butt play yeah
0: yeah oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah <laughs> what are you talking about not, you've totally closed yourself off but yeah no that's uh that, you know it's definitely definitely not for me uh you know we, we have an agreement you know <laughs> we have an agreement uh you know nothing for you nothing for me and and so far we're all we're all, we're all happy right you
1: know but, actually, uh, I was actually playing with a bit about that uh, on stage. I'm not. I'm probably going to abandon it because it, uh, it 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 definitely loses the male part of the audience, which is the majority of the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at comedy shows, but I'll be like, you know i think it's like ridiculous that like i don't like a finger in the butt but i like to know that my partner is involved right like it's actively involved
0: so like yeah, you gotta like, take one for the team
1: right like this girl likes getting fucked by you so much that she's gonna put her finger in your butt like because that's what she enjoys she thinks that you want to enjoy it too that's that's, that's that's awesome. Like I'm I'm flattered. <laughs> that would be a thing someone would want to do. No,
0: don't don't personally enjoy it, but I'll let you have your fun. <laughs>
1: right, do your thing. Yeah. Do your yeah. thing. Different yeah. strokes different folks. That's another thing too that I think is the reason that people get so offended is because they they think that because someone doesn't enjoy the thing that they do, that that's a personal slight on them, which is another reason why I like to like bring it up when I talk to people. Yeah. They bring something up that maybe I'm into that they're not, and I'll be like, "Hey, you know." Um, I think that that's that's part of it. Is like a lot of people miss that. Like they they're like, this person doesn't like this thing, and it could be anything. Like I'm not specifically on butt play still. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be anything. Like it, it, so they don't like this thing, and then they immediately go, "Well, that's a part of my identity. How can they not like my identity?" And it's like. 'Cause they're different people yeah. than you. Like that's that's just a thing. Like, yeah. People are gonna be different. They're gonna be weird, they're gonna be assholes, they're gonna be closed minded, they're gonna you know, they're, they're gonna be a laundry list of things, but what they what they don't have to be is you. You know what I mean? That's, like and that's the every, best part. Everyone
0: wants to be a fucking individual, but nobody wants anybody else to be different than them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, that's it's a fucking shame is what it is. Well so.
1: and, and it's it's not even just a shame, it's 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 like a disservice to discourse it's disservice to the uh, the you know the exchange of ideas like i've changed a lot uh like i i've dated my girlfriend for 6 years um you know we kind of had hard times throughout but like the thing that i i i like about her so much is that in the time that I've been with her, she has made me look at things so differently. Like, yeah. There were so many things that we did not agree... Not I don't want to say we didn't agree on, but it was like that we had different views on, yeah. on certain things. And it was a little shit, nothing huge, but like there were things that I didn't see... The per, her perspective on until she explained it to me and then I was like oh shit maybe I am you know not right about some things and maybe I do need to analyze myself even if I didn't you know conform to what she believed I still changed my view because I realized that there's a different perspective on yeah. how people look at things so that's I just think it's awesome like
0: I, I love growing as a person yeah like, well, I, don't, that's, I mean you know whenever, whenever something like that comes up you know like you know along beliefs uh you know i i go back to dogma dude uh kevin smith chris rock um what well, rufus the 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 13th apostle I thought you
1: were talking about the concept of dogma but now no, you're talking about no, the, no. the actual movie dogma no, when, which rules by the way when when, when yeah. chris
0: rock's character rufus explains like it it's better to have an idea than a belief because it's it's a lot harder to change a belief than an idea you know that's i'm open-minded i am ready to like you know fucking change my mind dude yeah change my mind like Prove me wrong exactly. Like it's only going to make me better. Oh yeah. You know, uh, that's I I I do have some friends that are pretty close minded on certain subjects and they just won't. You know, it's just you know they shut down. They close off. Right. Um. I I'm not like that, and I, you know, I hope I never become like that. Right. You know.
1: Well, because I mean, it's like if you've done that, then you've basically ruled out the idea that you have. Like you're basically saying, I've grown to this point, and I will grow no farther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like what's the fun of being a human if you're not just constantly like there is so much there the, the like we've only been keeping track of histories and stuff for like four thousand five thousand years right yeah. and it's like in five thousand years of human history you don't think every aspect of this existence has kind of been broken down by someone yeah you know what I mean so it's like you ha- there's so much to learn about there's so much to know so many different perspectives oh yeah and it's like how can you how can you even say you know oh no i'm good like i know i know it's like no you don't know anything what you know is what you what you've been taught and you what you know is what you you know you've you've been shown but that doesn't mean that there's isn't shit out there you haven't seen yet there isn't you know shit that you haven't read yet there isn't shit that ideas that haven't been you know given to you i am a person who prides myself in being well read and still almost every single day I find out a concept or I find out something that I didn't know about the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like,
0: I, I don't I'm, know. I'm definitely not well-read, but I, I'm somewhere in between headline warrior and well-read. Right. Like, you know, it, it I, I see a headline, and if it intrigues me, it's like, I need to look into this.
1: Which is a good place to be, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, as long as you're, you know the healthy dose of skepticism in everything mm-hmm. and you know approach everything with that like even like even some of the most easy things in the world easy topics right I still kind of approach them with like an air of skepticism like maybe you know what I mean like and, and I, once again I don't even have like a pinpoint topic you know that I would I could, I could use it as an as an example but like there are so many things where it's like you know theft right like is theft so bad right like no stealing from a corporation like where they they factor it into their bottom line that they're going to have x amount stolen if i don't steal something from this big corporation then how then they're just budgeting things that don't exist like I, office I
0: space <laughs>
1: right right so it's like you know it is a pretty shut and cl- uh, open and closed thing like yeah you shouldn't
0: steal from people absolutely but yeah.
1: like there like there is no such thing as moral absolutes so let's approach it from that you
0: know yeah. like i mean you know there there, there's different levels you know a, a grape at the grocery store to corporate that, embezzlement yeah, yeah. you know oh, but those
1: guys will never do any fucking time <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's
0: yeah that's for sure yeah so well oh, that's uh that's a that's a way i don't normally go on this show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. I did that the last time I was yeah, here but, too. Hey, man, it's it's fucking awesome. I I like talking about anything. So
1: <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm trying to think like if there's anything interesting that I've actually been reading recently. Um, I was rereading Sex at Dawn, and I've been rereading um uh, the uh, People's History of the United States, which I like to get into. I like to reread that book around the time like that elections start. Yeah. And so since like all these people have been declaring for the democratic nomination or whatever, I've been going back and starting to read.
0: Jesus Christ, how long is that fucking list now?
1: <sighs> That's that is going to be a shit show. Yeah. Absolute shit show because like even myself there were there were candidates that I was completely behind like going like when they when it was still speculation as to who was going to run there were candidates where i was like ooh i like that person a lot and then like you do a little bit of research and you're like oh fuck no yeah.
0: <laughs> like well, i don't like shit it. dude that's got to be fucking anybody crazy enough to fucking want to do it yeah you know They've got, they got i mean they almost all have skeletons in their closet oh yeah i well, mean po- shit, politically dude, i mean shit dude now now that we could go back to fucking you know 12 years old yeah i mean we Every single person has got a fucking skeleton. Oh yeah, you know. Well,
1: I mean, it's like uh, was it, the the that Beto O'Rourke, right? yeah, the guy from Texas. I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. And versus Ted Cruz, I would say that guy needs to get elected every fucking time. But like, he didn't, and now you know he's they're, they're speculating he's going to run for president. Um, and I'm like, damn, because I started doing more reading on the guy, and it turns out that while socially he's very progressive. Uh, a lot of his policies, and a lot of his you know, a lot of his donors and backers are corporate. So he's just your run of the mill Democratic corporatist yeah. who's running on identity politics.
0: That's dude. I don't. I don't so know. So he's
1: male Hillary. So yeah. and it's like I, I I can't get behind you, dude. dude like, that's
0: I don't know. I don't even know where I stand anymore because everything is just so fucking crazy. And it's, I mean, shit, dude. Like I I used to lean a lot more left. Oh yeah. Uh, now it's you know more more center.
1: But you're not alone in that. Like, no, that it
0: seems to be fucking everybody. Yeah, there's like, so damn many it. people. Like, like you like, know, every time you think that you have fucking original thoughts, like no, everybody else is there.
1: Yeah, like I did that. <laughs> I, I I did the but, counter where it was like I was I was pretty. I've always been kind of left. I mean, if you've ever listened to me on this podcast before, you know uh, I'm pretty left. Uh, but like, you know, I've kind of I don't want to say double downed on how left I am, but like I definitely went farther left as a result of like a lot of the things that have happened uh, in the last couple of years. Um, and that's just, I could get into tax policy with you, but I won't uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I've, I've kind of started going more towards like, you know, when, so when the, uh, when the Greeks created democracy or when they did their first, uh, they did their first uh, critique of democracy and what it was, they said that there's only two ways that democracy works and it's uh, an, Oligarchy where the rich and their perspective means more than the poor or a Welfare state Where we make sure that everybody has an equal voice and that's just society's, you know That's 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 what society has to do in order for everybody to get equal representation Everybody needs to be represented equally Yeah. and so money can't play a part in that so we've leaned our way towards the oligarchy side of democracy rather than the the welfare state and it's like even saying welfare state and i know that there's going to be listeners maybe even yourself that hear that and they go Ugh, like they cringe a little but it's but i don't that's, know but that's a term yeah that's a term that has been completely co-opted like a welfare state oh you know they're gonna take all our money and give it to people who don't want to work and it's like but, but that's not how that works see,
0: see all right uh
1: because money is representation in this country that's yeah.
0: undeniable like i mean before before it goes off the rails like i mean i'll say like i'm not i'm not all about fucking welfare and, right. and all that like i'm not i'm not all about for you know uh like somebody advocating if you're not willing to work we're still gonna pay your bills like mm-hmm. you know none of that shit but i mean there, there's definitely a, a few things it's like you know hey maybe we could you know help i think it's a, this area out
1: i think it's andrew yeah. y- andrew yang was that the guy that was on joe rogan podcast
0: uh the who's running for president but yeah. he's running as an independent yeah
1: yeah that guy honestly kind of has, has has i'm kind of behind that guy more than i'm behind any of the democratic candidates um the the idea the of of like the universal basic income it it
0: That that's a really fucking gray area there. It all depends on how it would be
1: done. One of the main arguments that I hear about it all the time is people that'll say, you know, well, it works in the smaller countries because it's kind of in a vacuum that smaller country. You know, they don't have as big a populace, they don't have as many people to support. Yeah. But the flip side of that is and I think Andrew said this on when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, is that when you have more people paying into that system it actually releases the burden a lot yeah. because you're spreading around that you're spreading around that burden to more people rather than these you know smaller countries that have to do it where it's more money has to come from the individual because they you know it's per person whatever so like, <laughs> like <laughs> once again I'm just I'm, I'm ranting but I, I, I do feel like that's a thing because if you think about it you know a universal basic income system kind of nullifies the welfare system that we currently have. Like, any of the problems that we have, you know, and you can talk about whatever the, the problems with the... I think, personally, I think that that's a statistic that we've completely looked at ass-backwards. So, let's say, and this is completely wrong, but, like, let's just say that 25% of people who are on welfare are abusing the system outright, completely, using it improperly, yeah. right? That's a bloated number. It's more around, like, 8 to 10% of people who have been on welfare for longer than five years. Um Most people, the majority of people, when they're on it, they use it for help. And then when when they're non-eligible anymore, they get off. After five years, they have to do like a thing. So if you're, you know, um, we can
2: cut this part, right? (laughs) While I sit here (laughs) and
1: think where I'm going with this. It's like what we've looked at is that 25%. Right, like if we're just using my number here, no. what we're concentrating on is that twenty-five percent. Like twenty-five percent of people are abusing the system, and it's it's a burden and blah blah blah. But what we're not being told is like, yeah, but seventy-five percent, which is three times the amount of that twenty-five percent, are actually being helped by this system.
0: Well, see, that, that's 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 along the lines, like you know, again in my rant on Delvin Cox, uh, you know, I talk about it's like you know the media and social media pushing the outrage, the <laughs> the outrage culture where. You end up with 10 people out of 100,000 that are so fucking pissed off about this. Yeah. And that's what they show you. Oh, yeah. They don't show you the other 990,000.
1: But that's an old tactic of the media. Yeah. They've been doing that forever, right? Like if there's a crime in downtown Chicago in the 1980s. Who's the first person they put on television? That dude who's just going to yell and rant and scream about yeah. whatever happened and is just c- almost incoherent. It's, and it's like, oh, that, well, it happened in that guy's neighborhood. It, it, of course it's a horrible it, it, it's neighborhood. It's funny
0: seeing like, pictures of these outrage fucking riots, You know, <laughs> the, these outrage protests. And you see the, the up-close picture of this giant fucking crowd. But then you zoom out yeah and it's like and 25 realize, fucking people behind one banner
1: right you realize that like, that is the crowd yeah that picture like, was everyone yeah exactly
0: <laughs> like you, you could all right there, there's bob john jamie you know right. yeah yeah they're all there uh but that's it mm-hmm. you know well, I mean, it, 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 it's so misleading it's it's a fucking shame and but you know that that goes back to the old adage if it bleeds it leads and true if we could separate you motherfuckers a little bit more (laughs) we're gonna separate you motherfuckers a little bit more
1: but it doesn't sell it doesn't sell it doesn't it's not a narrative that that gets people go it's not provocative yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's not the it's not the thing that's going to call people to arms and that's i think that that's more or less what we so i think it's um when they started to when they started to put nielsen ratings on the news is when it started to go downhill. Yeah, I, think. I could, I could definitely <laughs> like, you see know what that. I mean. Like, it used to be that like the news was just a subsidized, well, not subsidized, but, <laughs> but a. Uh, <laughs> But like it, it was it, it, was kind of outside of the idea of ratings. It was like no, this is the news. This is this is a public service yeah. that these people are basically doing. And you know, if we get advertisers, then that will pay the people who are doing this. But we don't need, you know, you don't need people who make a shit ton of money working on the news. Like you just need people to tell you what's going on. Yeah, and we don't have that anymore. Like there, it's it's basically all it's corporate media. It's literally corporate. Like they're, they get money to talk about certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's, it's not news. That's no. not news. You're, you're you're that's an ad. Yeah. It, I, I was I was just
0: gonna say it's advertising for this side or that side. Exactly. You know,
1: but it's and it's brutal. It's brutal, especially when you're somebody who wants just the unadulterated truth. Like I don't. Yeah. I I'm I'm the kind of person that I want to be told, you know as it is and then let me let me make the decision as to where i want to take that information you know what i mean like you don't need to tell me your side of it you just need to tell me what's going on and i'll make my decision as to what's going on you know yeah. after i've been given the information yeah and i think that that's
0: uh, it it's where news fails us yeah raw facts how about how about raw facts instead of raw facts why not bloated why not? opinions <laughs> yeah anyway um but that's
1: that's the issue with social media yeah that's where it goes to social media i well, think
0: that's that's i just read an article today about this fucking momo challenge and granted it was a it was a i fucking love science article but whatever like it you know that's i uh a buddy of mine um uh alex alex persenyo uh he was on the show a while back the audio fucking sucked so i got to get him back here um but you know he posted something that was uh like it it was early on in the momo challenge hype Mm -hmm. and which it's still pretty early but i told him was like you know my my son watches youtube kids and youtube uh not too much but like on on a regular basis yeah i said you know he's always next to me or next to my wife and like we've never seen any of this stuff you know which for those that don't know the momo challenge is this fucking like freaky looking doll or these creepy videos like uh, Peppa Pig, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, which I, I I seen some screenshots of the Peppa Pig, but like, you know, it turns out that like, there's no reported cases of anything negative ever happening from these videos, and it's just, you know, again, it's the the media pushing, hey, you should watch this, and it turns out that it's probably fucking hackers,
1: right? Be afraid, be afraid, because when I mean, <laughs> well, it,
0: it it's turning into a way that like, you know, hackers are. Basically, getting the the uh, getting you to research it and end up fishing information off of you.
1: Do you think it's uh, a coincidence? And like, I'm legitimately asking: Do you think it's a coincidence that like the news is constantly hyping up and talking about these like crazes online, while at the same time their ratings are losing their asses off to rating like to the ratings in comparison to like what's online?
0: Well, that's, like, I think. Well, I mean, for one. Uh, you know, TV and radio—they've got what a couple years left. Oh, easy, yeah. Before everything is just internet and clickable and gonna, everything else,
1: they'll suffer the same fate as blockbusters, yeah. family video, as yeah. all of those those these. Hey, we still got a family video, we do. but <laughs> you know, like it's the these these antiquated things that technology has kind of made no use for. Yeah, and I feel like television. Even like classic cable. In fact, like I think yeah. the, these are these are systems that we literally are holding on to simply because we've had them for so long, and we don't. But we don't need them. Like I I haven't paid for cable in fucking five years because I have Netflix, Hulu. I have you know I have every app for like you know any like sports channel that I want to watch. I just pay the you know ten bucks a month rather than paying eighty dollars a month. There's yeah, <laughs> I think it's um. oh god i can't remember we used to play this show or we used to play it on the radio show all the time but there's this song where this guy's like why does cable cost so much they're pulling it out of the sky and it's like that's true they're not (laughs) doing anything except for just paying off satellites that they probably paid off 10 years ago
0: yeah and that's um i mean i guess uh they gotta they gotta run the company and they gotta do you know that shit but I mean that that's basically what it's turning into now though. I mean as far as cable companies go, that's they 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 will be gone. Uh everything is coming out of the sky. Right. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like the on, the only thing that's going to be left is internet providers. And so. dude, I
1: paid for a YouTube I have a YouTube Red subscription and like honestly I don't watch news on television. Like I I get my news from like four or five different YouTubers that like do news shows. And, like, I'll watch those, um, and for the most part, like, they're not being paid to have an opinion. They're being paid, or they're being paid because of views. Yeah. So, it's like, they're going to put out the most, you know, straightforward information as they can, because if they're more straightforward than the other guy, they're going to get more views. You know. Yeah. So, it's like, I... Dig that! Like it's 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 literally you're you're capitalizing on information rather than capitalizing on your perspective, and I love that. Yeah, and that's that. I mean, I go to I go to those shows every. I I fucking you know like and subscribe all those all those shows and join patreons for them because it's like that's what I want to support. I would rather support. You know, uh, some guy sitting in his basement recording just the raw facts. He did his he did his fucking research. He knows what he's talking about, and he comes out and tells you how it is. And you're like, "Oh, okay. I'm free to make my own decisions as to what information you're giving me." But you're giving me the straight up information. Like they'll cite all of their you know all of their sources and stuff, and you can go back and you can double check their sources, and you're like, "Oh shit. Okay, cool." Like I, there was this one guy. Um, There's a guy I watch, Philip DeFranco. I watch him pretty religiously. Um every day at five o'clock he comes out with one and it and like for the first couple of months that I was watching him, uh when I started watching him again, like uh probably about a year ago, for the first couple of months I was like double checking a lot of the shit that he would talk about that I didn't know if it was like it would he would say it and I'd be testing like, Testing the waters. Yeah, I would be like, I don't know if that's true. So then I would go back and check and every fucking time I was like, Damn, dude's pretty dead on about what he's talking about. Yeah. So I've stopped. I was like, Yeah, I just fucking trust this guy. Like I trust him. Like you know, I had and i feel like that's more reliable uh than you know fucking even local news yeah like even local news has like well, this e- weird
0: even even then uh all the local news you've already seen it on facebook and twitter yeah you know really that's i mean that's where i you're... mean they they literally have a segment now that's what's trending yeah it's like oh that that you might as well call it hey this is what we're late to yeah right you know know. uh, you've already heard about it so here it is again yeah
1: the local news is at nine and you've known about this since eight o'clock this morning yeah exactly
0: exactly (laughs) no like i mean you brought up like supporting on patreon like i you know i i think i support uh three campaigns on patreon and the first one is tom rhodes uh comedian tom rhodes and like you know that reason uh what (laughs) inhale yep i did it i did it guys (laughs) So I support Tom Rhodes because, like, I heard him on Rogan or uh, Kreischer or, or something, but, like, he, he made a comment. He's like, you know, I, I try to get back to, like, if anybody ever sends me an email, I try to respond to every single email that I get. That's awesome. Because I remember when I was there, and if I didn't get an email back from somebody or a letter back from somebody, like, it's like, oh, man, you know, I guess I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not good enough to yeah. reply to. And uh, I sent him an email. And dude, like within a couple of hours, he he was on it. And this is a while back, and like you know, I actually you know a couple emails back and forth, and um, you know, he let me know that he was going to be in Chicago uh, like last September for for a week, and I I couldn't get the time off to work, but like you know, like it was it was possible that I might have been able to get together awesome, with him yeah. to smoke a cigar, like not not do an episode or anything, but just to sit down and talk to him. Yeah, like I that's the whole reason I fucking do this. I just like sitting down and talking to people. I So like I, that, that was the first patron that, that I, you know, support. And then, uh, this, this, this little podcast called uh, collision shack. It's a like immature. What would you, or would you rather? And, oh, uh, sweet. you know, that, that type of podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I'm too old to be amused by this, but it, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> like it, it's such like, they're so entertaining to me uh like you know they i i i uh i was tooling around on on patreon and like it was before they even announced that they had a page so i was i was their first no patron. shit yeah. that's cool so um and then uh the bearded idiots like i their show just fucking grabs me like i i, I love listening to them uh you know three dudes drinking whiskey out of texas Oh hell yeah. you know and um you know, like I was I was I s I started supporting them before I was on their show, you know. So um you know, I guess I'm 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 pretty pretty picky when it comes to that, but um I don't know, I guess bottom line is like I I, I support shit that entertains me. Yeah. You know, it which you know uh kind of few and far between it's not like i have that much disposable income to
1: right well i mean i mean that's, all around. that's the cool thing about patreon and and about well really any of like the campaign you know deals that we have like you know you're able to literally put your dollar towards something that you support yeah you know what i mean that's awesome that's,
0: that, that, that was another thing like in the in a twitter group that i'm in like it's a podcast group on on, on twitter you know like a private message group and um this one this one podcast, I'm sorry, I don't remember their name, uh, but, you know, they were talking like, yeah, you know, we set up a Patreon, or we're going to set up a Patreon. He's like, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, I'm not getting any, any feedback, you know, none of this. He's like, I put so much time into it. And, like, I told him, I was like, well, you know, do you enjoy doing this? Right. Like, yeah, I enjoy doing it. It just doesn't seem worth it. You know, I was like, well, you know, is it a burden? It's like, no, it's not a burden. I just don't. It's like. And he's talking about setting up a Patreon. I was like, "Look, dude, like I've never listened to his fucking show." Right. But like I'm I'm also about like, you know, look, if this is something that you want to do and it makes you happy, I'll support that. You know, unless you're, you know, killing kids or some shit. Right. You know. Well, I mean that kind of goes with, back with, with within reason, you know. It
1: kind of goes back to why I I support like the idea of universal basic income. Um you know if, if it was like $1000 a month no one's living on $12,000 a year yeah um and then if it is $1000 a month maybe it is that person who it covers their rent and their car payment and then what do they do with the rest of that time like even if it is like okay i'm going to quit my job and live on this $12,000 let's say somebody actually does that at a certain point people get bored like we yeah. get everybody gets bored and yeah. then they start doing something that they really enjoy and even if it's video games at this point you can support yourself playing video games yeah you know what i mean like yeah you can make a legit living playing video games so like if they just start doing something they enjoy and they put all of their effort into that it's like you know at some point you're going to start getting works of passion out of people and like i feel like that's like with with this guy right if 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 he really enjoys it, if he really really enjoys it and it's not a burden to him, you know if he continues to do it and just is consistent and and stays at it, like it shows that you enjoy these things yeah. it shows in your in the product that you truly are you truly care about it, you know, and if if that's the case, other people will too, like yeah. you know somebody's gonna go, this guy really fucking cares. I don't see why I shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point, there's somebody out there. There's 350 million people in this in this country, and like, I think Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast and still gets like 20 million downloads. So that's not uh, even he had he had
0: over a billion downloads last year. Well, I
1: mean, over but, all of his yeah, podcasts, just, but I mean, like I, on, I, I on think, a single podcast, I
0: think I think each episode is like average like four million, something like that. Which but, is a
1: fucking tiny yeah. amount of the population, yeah. and well, yet no, it, there I are mean, float
0: tanks everywhere across the country yeah. now. <laughs> I I go to Float sixty yeah. on on, a, on at least a monthly I, basis. I was gonna
1: say I heard that they they were a sponsor at one at one point of the show, or that you were talking about them.
0: No, like, no, like I I mean I I talked to her the the owner. She doesn't smoke cigars, and it's like ah, all right, I'll I'll leave you alone. You know? <laughs> but no, uh, I mean if anybody does want to try out Float sixty, if you use uh, my username B Stessel. Um, like they they have a referral program. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, like every three people that go, like I get a free cryo session or something nice, like that. Nice, so. nice,
1: nice. But <coughs> I mean, I, and that's that's literally just like th- those wouldn't be everywhere yeah. if it wasn't for the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And I'm I'm fucking assured of that. Like, yeah, that was they were nowhere, and now like the Midwest has fucking float tanks.
0: Northwest Indiana <laughs> has, has a fucking float tank. Right. Like that's that's so crazy. So it's like. Now, now, before like I mean we should say that like when we talk about universal ba- basic or whatever the fuck it's called uh universal income uh like that that is a a case scenario uh as you know when um uh, artificial intelligence just right. takes like just an insane number of jobs away from the general public my job yeah, I drive, i drive yeah. and deliver for a living yeah. so
1: i mean that's 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 one of the jobs like i'm my job is potentially in danger. In the
0: next five to ten years, because of artificial intelligence. Well, it's even which, my job. I, you know, I, I operate a crane that picks up coils. Um, right. You know that I, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like you know this could this could easily be automated. Like it would be fucking expensive for the company, but the company you know gets a billion dollars a quarter and they don't in profit. Have to
1: pay insurance on the like, yeah. They don't have to pay health insurance but, on all of those machines. Like, like I was
0: thinking, but I mean, I mean, my whole plan is like, man, if I get twenty years out of this company, I'll be fucking golden. Hell yeah. You know because that's. Uh, that's either a, a rough early retirement or I'll be doing something better right by then. You know, uh hopefully a couple of good investments or, you know, whatever. Uh it's not like I'm pissing my money away.
1: But it's like how many people aren't doing what they want to do at all? Most everybody? Right. Because they have to they have to support their family. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with you know, putting your your passion project aside to make sure that your family is fed i i'm a hundred percent behind that but you know at what point do we say like oh, we've got a really major mental health crisis in this country and everybody's doing shit they don't want to fucking do yeah you know what i mean like yeah. yeah you have those you know like you'll see it once again in the media like they'll they'll do these cases of these people who you know rose above their situation and 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 went and did this major amazing thing but that's not everybody yeah it's 350 million people one person doesn't tell me that it's possible one person tells me that luck and situation really played into that person's hand yeah you know what i mean like i mean being a comic the first two years is just being is just getting good like it's just getting to the point where you can reliably be booked on a show and Are do getting, well.
0: Getting ready to almost start learning to be good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, if, if anything that I've learned through the different podcasts that I listen to is, you know, it's it's definitely a labor of love. Oh it's, yeah. You know, eight to ten years of just fucking, uh, living in a shack toil. and toil, absolute
1: yeah. toil and it's like you know you you go the 2 years to get good and then after that it's like it could be a year it could be 10 years after that 2 years you know to until you just to be good like you're yeah. just going to be good for a long fucking time and then hopefully at some point through your persistence and work someone notices and you 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 gain a popularity right hopefully that's the best case scenario but like I come across guys all the time that have been doing this for 12, 13, 15, 20 years and they're still at the same open mic I am. You know what I mean? And it's like... I get told all the time. Well, good thing you have a job, you know. Like, so you have a good job, so you know at least at least you can pay your bills. And it's like in my head, I'm like, no, that's the worst fucking scenario I could be in. Like, (laughs) like that I have bills that I have to fucking pay, and that that I'm trying to support myself while at the same time chasing after. Like, Like, there are so many days where you know I'll get off, I'll get done doing open mics, and on my drive home, I'm just like, is this worth it? Like, I've gotten parking tickets and I've gotten all this stuff that just costs me more money to do something that, like, literally the only reason I'm doing it is because I want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one's pushing me to do comedy. No one's like, Keegan, you should do comedy. You should always be doing comedy. Like, no, no one no one says that. The only person that says that is me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a true passion that I have and that I know that what I'm doing is something that... I'm 100% into, you know what I mean? So it's like when I say like, you know, we have a mental health crisis in this country and and it goes a lot to the fact that people have to do things they don't want to in order to survive. Like, you know, I, I just feel like that's that's we're doing a disservice to people. Like we're not letting people just do like, I don't know, man. I feel like there's just so much more to life. There's so much more to this yeah. Then than just waking up every day and going to a job like, yeah, they're, they're, like you should enjoy it. Like we don't get you don't get this for very long. I don't care what you believe in as far as, you know, an afterlife or whatever. The time that you have on this planet is limited. That is a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't enjoy it, then what were you here for? You know what I mean? And and, and that's I don't know if anybody takes anything away from anything I ever say. I would like it to be that I just want you to have a good time. I yeah. just want people to have a good time. Yeah. I want I want I want if, if everybody who hears my voice ever just lives a great life post hearing my voice I I can die happy. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just I
0: I I have enjoyed I enjoy hearing your voice, Keegan. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. I have enjoyed being on this planet Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like if anybody can just have that a little bit too. I, I, that's yeah. I just think we should all be working towards that. I think everybody should be worried about their fellow man. I, I yeah, think everybody should be worried about
0: that's, that. Bill and Ted yeah. be be excellent be to each other. Excellent to each other. I, Fuck that, that, yeah. That's what they learn from the future. Fuck yeah. And That's like the there, there's a little cartoon circulating that's uh, an, an alien coming out of a, a flying saucer and he's got this piece of paper. He's, I hold the secret to humanity or or whatever it is and you know that people are looking at it like oh oh yeah all right yeah, that and, makes sense. And, and they look at it and they read it and it's like don't be assholes to each other <laughs> yeah, right. it's that fucking simple
1: don't be a dick yeah. learn how to deal Matt yeah. Wixon
0: uh. <laughs> yeah that's uh it's the two commandments you know stop stop getting offended over every little fucking thing mm-hmm. you know uh and well and even too I, you know when you get when you're when you have when you
1: go through the act of being offended by something you're literally giving someone who you don't agree with space inside of your head and it's just there yeah like you just you just gave them free real estate inside your mind and they didn't have to do anything except for talk yeah you know what i mean like it's 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 baffling to me how many people can just live these lives of complete isolation from other people because they think that you know, oh, one person said something bad, and and that means that everybody thinks and, bad things. And and, and like, like the no,
0: worst, it's... the worst part about it is, all right, uh, this guy says something, and I automatically think, oh, well, that's what, he doesn't like that. I I don't fucking know you. How, right. What what gives me the right to tell them that you're mad? Right. Like, how am I going to get offended for you?
1: Well, and it's all through text,
0: for the yeah, most exactly, part. Exactly, exactly. Like, it's
1: all, it's all written down. It's not even, like, you don't get to see the, inf- the, uh, the inflection in the voice or the, the, the perspective. From the which sarcasm. Person... The, yeah.
0: The sarcasm, the anger, the love, the hate, you know, Dude, a- a- I, any way you look at it.
1: I post so much shit on Facebook that starts big fights, and it's so fun for me but if you ever if, you, if 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 anybody ever if anybody ever is on my facebook page and they see me getting like, engaging with someone you'll notice that at a certain point i just stop replying yeah because once again it's that giving free real estate to people who you don't agree with yeah. you know in your head like obviously i'll take what they have to say and I'll, I'll factor it in but at the same time i'm not gonna just dwell on that thing if it's gonna take me longer than two hours to have a conversation with you and we're only doing it via text I'm just not going to do it. I, like I I'm,
0: just, I'm guessing, at that point is right around the point where you realize, all right, close-mindedness. Like there, there's no point to this. Nothing is nothing good is going to come out of this. Only bad, and nobody's mind is going to get changed. Right. You know, and that's and that should be where it fucking stops. What,
1: what I've learned and what I've noticed is that if a if a comment thread go, on Facebook goes longer than 50 comments. It's completely degenerated. It's a shit show. Yeah, it's completely degenerated. Yeah. No, everybody has made their best point. Yeah, and everything else past that is vacuous crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, right, so, so, so today, uh, 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 again, Alex Briseño, like he posted. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard about the the woman who posted a video. It's it's old news, but now it's surf- surfacing. Uh, but some woman made a video of you know uh, embrace like period shaming. And oh, embracing yeah. the the like I you know she's smearing supposedly period blood all over and like so Alex yo, he's of Latin descent so a lot of Latins commenting and there was a lot of oh this is some white people shit <laughs> which all right which it is yeah. I mean if we're gonna be honest yeah so but <laughs> but I mean I post this like uh, but I said like yeah it's been found out that like she's just a, a starving artist actress slash model that's trying to gain attention and promote herself uh you know gain gain interest and whatnot
1: but no publicity is bad publicity. Exa- exactly exactly
0: but then um like so so most of the majority of the comments were this is white people shit and one one girl posted a comment she's you know i i, I forget exactly what she said but i replied i said hey thanks for not turning this into the, you know this is white people shit so she responded, she's like, oh, well, you know, I was going to say, you know, this is some white people shit, but I didn't want anybody getting overly offended by it. And then, like, the the inquisitive look emoji. So I replied, I was like, look, like, I don't get offended. This is just <laughs> right. what everybody else is saying. Right, that, that's yeah. the only reason I brought it up, you know.
1: Yeah, well, and that's, that's, I feel like what's happening now, it's not, okay, so it's not a bad thing per se, that people are more conscious of the way that their words affect others. That's not a bad thing at all. I feel like, you know, the fact that we're a little bit more conscious about the things that we say to others is a good thing. But it's the idea that Saying something that will get people to disagree with you is so detrimental that we just can't do it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, like if you really feel some way, fucking say it. Like just say it. Like I, I I've had that issue so much. Like there, there's a certain, there's a couple jokes that I do on stage that I question whether or not I should do it every single time no right i question myself every single time i get on i'm like should i fucking say this like this is some really fucking but you know what
0: you got my vote right but
1: it would (laughs) but it wouldn't be genuine it wouldn't be me if i didn't say exactly what i've what i thought i wrote this down i think it's funny and everybody i run it past thinks it's funny yeah so like there's no reason for me not to do it cuz it's a legitimate thought that I had. It's something that I wrote down. I, I don't necessarily believe it, but like <laughs> Yeah. but I but it's funny and it's something that I I, I you know, I felt and thought would be fu- other people would think is funny. So why the fuck wouldn't I say it? You know? Like yeah. why why do I why was I like I have this all the time now where like I'll start thinking like I shouldn't say this and then I'm like fuck it, I'm going to I'm going to do that joke. And my immediate thought after it is like why would I be afraid of just being me? Like that's yeah. that's what people came to see. My name is what's on the flyer. Keegan Damron is on the flyer. So why the fuck wouldn't Keegan Damron show up to that show and be very, Keegan? Very Dameron? good point. You know, I mean, it's Coffee Black said something to me that has completely changed the way that I approach shows. Um, he, me, and him were sitting around talking, and he was like, "I was telling him I was, you know, nervous about this show that I had coming up at the time. Actually, I think it was the art show." I told him I was nervous about it. I didn't, you know, I knew it was going to be a pretty big show, so uh, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. Blah blah blah, and and he was like, "Dude, you're a funny guy. Just go be funny. Yeah, like you do it all the time. Like you're you're just a funny dude all the time. Go be funny. You do
0: you, boo. Right.
1: And I'm like, and it, it was such a simple concept, but it like clicked so hard. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I am a funny dude. I'm just gonna fucking be funny. Like yeah, you know. So it's like. I feel like we're, we're, we're censoring people to the point that they're not allowed to be themselves, and that's not okay. Like, if somebody is backwards and completely just, like, they have the wrong idea about everything...
0: Or just hateful.
1: Right. You're not going to change their mind by making them shut up. Yeah. You're going to change their mind by letting them state bad facts and then presenting better ones.
0: So there's this dude that was brought up on uh, uh, Bill Ottman episode of rogan uh-huh. uh, bill Atman uh is behind minds.com which is a new uh like uh social media site from what i gather um but what was it called it uh minds minds.com minds, okay. so it was real brief it was real quick but he brought up this dude named daryl davis and daryl davis i didn't know he was a, mus- a musician till i looked him up but i guess this dude he's a he's a I I don't know how old he is, but he's a he's a black gentleman who started befriending members of the KKK.
1: I heard about this. And
0: just through talking to these guys, he ended up getting like 200 members of the KKK to leave. Right. And like that that right that that's the power of conversation. That's the power of having an open mind. Right. You know, Uh, and that that just fucking intrigues me.
1: Uh, You can say what you want about Vice. Because uh, I, I definitely have some reservations about the the organization, um, but they had a piece about the Charlottesville uh, protesters, and they they sent an Arab woman to go and meet with them, like these these basically white nationalists. Yeah, and it was it was it, it was moving almost to to watch how her interacting with these people for a, an extended period of time, like she spent like a week with each of these each of these guys it was crazy to see their interviews before she showed up and then to see them afterwards because they had now been given a perspective that they didn't have before. Like a lot of of these guys never met someone of color at all. And they just had this, this idea in their head of what that was or who those people were and they never questioned it. And then they met someone who obviously was a good person and happened to be a person of color. And they're like, Oh, shit. Like, maybe maybe what yeah. I thought was weird. A- and that's the thing is, like, let them speak so that we can tell exactly. them how, how wrong they are and see, we can show see the,
0: them. See see the other side. Yes. And that's, you know, like when, when I had Coffee Black here for the race relations episode. Oh. Like, like, dude, I'm... That was a great episode. I'm I'm the average ignorant white guy. I don't know shit about that perspective. Dude. Like, fucking teach me. It... it- Has been so eye
1: opening for me. Like I, I, you know, I've do D's. I've done black clubs before. You know, and I've I've performed in front of like predominantly black audiences, and the amount that I learn is so great in comparison to anything that I could I could even try to like. if, if, If I told you what my expectations for those shows were before. And then you looked at my expectations after it'd be completely different because I didn't know, I didn't know the crowd. I had no idea, you know, who, who, like that perspective I did, I didn't know. And then to now where it's been two years that I've kind of, you know, I've, I've, I've hung out in that, in that community. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. Like I get this. I, I, I don't, I could never understand that perspective, but I at least have a better idea as to where that perspective comes from. And I and I try to apply that to my everyday life. Not even just what I do in comedy. My everyday life. How I interact with people. Like, you don't realize... So, I, I, I deliver to hospitals a lot. And I didn't realize in myself that I didn't speak to women first. Like, and it wasn't... It, you were that guy. Exactly. No, but it, <laughs> and it's like... I, and it's not... That's not... It wasn't like I was doing it purposefully... You know, but it was like if I wanted to talk to somebody important, like I realized in myself that I was doing something that was I didn't agree with.
0: And then, and then after the fact, you realize, oh wait, she's the boss. Yeah, I should she's the be one in talking to her, to, talk to her, not the guy sweeping the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it was never anything that bad. But like
1: <laughs> talking to a doctor instead of a nurse and yeah. I'm supposed to be talking to a nurse is like, you know that that was kind of the that was kind of the eye opening experience. But it's it's just one of those things where you know you you kind of have to you have to factor in all that you've experienced into your into your the way you act going forward and there's a lot of things that I think a lot of people do that they don't realize they're doing like, yeah. well, there's a lot of things that are kind of instilled like I said uh, when we were talking about you know if there's a crime on the south side of Chicago what is the first guy they talk to is the one that's just Going crazy, completely almost oh, incoherent. Yeah. You know Ain't nobody got time for that? Right. And then that's immediately when you watch that story, whether you want to think about it or not, that becomes your image of a person yeah. that lives there. Exactly. But then when you go there and you actually meet people in that neighborhood, you're like, Oh, everybody in this neighborhood is just people who are working trying to make ends meet, trying to, you know, feed their family and get on to the next day. Like they're those people. Out, far outnumber the incoherent ramblings Dude, of the of the, the crazy person that the news decided to
0: talk to. When, you know? when, when I worked for the ambulance, I, w- I was in the heart of Gary, and I was in the heart of trailer parks. Let me tell you. <laughs> there There's not a whole lot of difference between the two. That's... I was,
1: I was trying to play with this uh, concept on stage. Dude, I've been doing this a lot. I talk about like, what I'm doing on stage and I don't get too far into it. But I was dealing with this concept on stage for a while and I figured out that there's just nothing funny about it, but it's, it's, it is a pretty crazy thing that like white Southern Americans and inner city black Americans have so much in common yeah. that it's it's incredible that those two groups hate each other. Like or like, they, they, like it is because like they're they're both deeply religious. Both of those groups are deeply religious. They they both believe in gun rights. Um, they they believe that the government and police should stay the fuck out of their business. They they there's so many fundamental things that those people agree on, and literally the one thing that separates them is where they live and the color of their skin. That's it. Yeah. And but yet, if you talk to either of those groups, predominantly, not all, but predominantly. You know, if you ask them, you know, like, what, do you, what, what don't you like, they'll start to list off things that that other group doesn't like, Yeah, <laughs> you know, Yeah, and it's like, I don't get it. I don't, I, I it, 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 and like I said, I wanted to play with that on stage because I, I grew up on a farm. So like I have that, that's my perspective, what I grew up in. And then as I've gotten older, you know, I've started to kind of hang out in more inner city areas. And so it's like, I have the, I, I can see the duality and that you know that that the the way those things play off of each other right like the way that they don't like them and they don't like them for basically the this you know these arbitrary reasons but they all agree on so many things yeah you know and it's like it it once again, if we're, if they were just presented the facts and they were presented each other and they were able to talk, I feel like they would find common ground far more than they could find difference. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, you know, like I said, it's just not funny to talk about because it's, t- it's like almost too real for, for crowds and audiences. It, it, it's
0: going to hit home. It, it's going to hit too close to home. Exactly. To too many people.
1: Yeah. That's another thing that I've had to learn about, too, is, is w- where to draw the line, I
0: think... I was gonna see if we had any more in there. One more. Uh, if if not, you were gonna have to start singing in constant sorrow or something. <laughs> so. I would, man. i been dude. Uh, I, you you might by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's going well. <laughs> so while while I was uh, like while well, b- before we started, uh, while I was running back and forth into the house because I always forget everything, um, I come back out to the garage and. I hear the singing and I, I wasn't sure if uh, Keegan was watching a video or if he was uh <laughs> if he was doing a secret recording or what, but he's playing or he not playing, he he was singing in constant sorrow from Oh Brother Where Art Thou.
1: Dude, that's my
0: go to. I just and love dude, singing like that it, song. It, it sounded good. Oh, so. Thank you. I, I uh
1: yeah, I used to sing in bands when I was like a kid. I'm still kind of a kid, but like, I, like when I, I when I was fourteen years you should old, al-
0: you should always still be kind of a kid.
1: Yeah, when I was when I was thirteen years old, and like actually more more, more or less through middle school, I was like a loser. Nobody yeah. really wanted to talk to me. I was a smelly kid.
0: I just kind of sat off in the corner.
1: <laughs> Nobody talked to me. That was cool. I was fine with it.
0: I was the fat kid with nappy hair. You yeah, know. you
1: know. And it's like we had we had a similar experience. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean that that goes back to like my group of friends. I was the fat kid with nappy hair. You know, I got made fun of it. You know, oh, yeah. By my friends, so when everybody else did it, it didn't fucking matter. But sorry.
2: Oh no. Uh,
1: when I was in eighth grade, the last day of eighth grade, uh, one of the popular dudes, he was like, he he was in a band and stuff, uh, came up to me and he's like, "Hey, do you sing?" And I was like, "Yeah, because I do." Like I, I mean, I'd always like enjoyed singing. Like when I was a kid, I think my mom told me, and I don't know this, but my mom told me that like at like a year and a half, two years old. I was like, my mom was a huge Garth Brooks fan, and I was memorizing and singing Garth Brooks songs by the time I was like two years old. Yeah. Right? And like, I guess I just had pipes. And so, like, it had always been something <laughs> that I kind of did. Like, I always just sang. And then, so when this kid was like, Do you sing? I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Come over to my house, dude. We're going to, we're trying to start a band. And I was like, Okay. This guy had never said more than two sentences to me in the 3 years we had been in yeah. middle school together and i was like oh, okay so I show up to this dude's house i start singing and they're like you're in like you're in i'm like okay cool next thing i knew everybody in the school fucking knew who i was i you know we were playing we played like two backyard shows and then that band was gone cuz i mean we were fucking little kids yeah. but like you know it, it, but people found out like oh shit Keegan's talented here's the thing you know we and it was like so I just started singing in bands. So from age fourteen to twenty, I was in bands. It's why I quit drinking at twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd just been getting I'd been getting into bars and stuff since I was like sixteen. I always had like a goatee. Yeah. So like that nobody ever fucking questioned it. I was kind of a bigger dude, so they were like, All right, cool, you can show up. So like by the time I was twenty one, I was like, I'd done so much drinking. I,
0: I can't picture you as a bigger dude at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, when I was uh Can I get those uh scissors, please? Yeah. thank you sir
1: i played semi-pro football i was uh i I used to do olympic style weightlifting uh when i was in high school which is hilarious i I bring that up all the time and people look at me like i'm a fucking liar so i don't even talk about it on stage because i'm like there's no reason everybody's gonna look at me like i'm crazy when i say shit like that but like yeah i played i played outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense on in semi-pro football which basically meant i was a defensive end I am no bigger now than I was back then. I was, yeah. I was 190 pounds, five foot nine, and I was going at dudes who were six five, three hundred pounds, and it was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna run straight into him. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> obviously, I water boy. Yeah, obviously, I don't play anymore because I couldn't keep doing. That. Yeah, but, yeah. Like that was yeah. I, I so, you know that that kind of build, like kind of just was like, oh yeah, you're 21, right? Yeah, totally. Just, <laughs> can I have a beer now? <laughs> like that was. More or less, my experience uh, in bands and stuff.
0: Um, that that reminds me of like a bar that we used to go to, uh, Shannon's Landing in Lansing, uh, Airport Bar.
1: Hell yeah, that's where we used to do our rugby parties at. Yeah,
0: so I I I can't tell you how many of us had our twenty first birthday party at Shannon's, and the staff already knew all of us. <laughs> you know, and and every time it was like, God damn it, another one. <laughs>
1: right actually that's what i did on my 21st
0: oh happy birthday how old are you i'm 21
1: yeah god damn it on my 21st birthday i went to this bar that i'd been going to for like eight
2: months yeah Yeah. like
1: hung out there i was like everybody's like yeah buying me shots i'm getting fucking hammered and then like the bartender looked at my id and she realized that that was the first time she'd looked at my id and she's like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i was like yeah consequently that place got shut down pretty soon after that uh (laughs) i don't know what that had to do with but
0: that'll uh, happen
1: yeah there's a there's still a few bars that are open that i used to play at all the time before i was even 18 like (laughs) that i I still drive past them and i'm like really yeah (laughs) yeah there's still you guys must be connected
0: Uh, great podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, uh, I think that's why I've kind of taken to comedy so well, is just, like, the fact that I have, like, the music background.
0: So you, you already have the experience on stage and, you know, that, that comfortability factor.
1: Even more so to the fact of, like, I'm used to setting up shows. I'm used to being the one, like, because when I was in a band, I was just the singer. So I kind of had to make up for that. Like, yeah. everybody else played an instrument. So like in order to make up for it I had to be the one booking the shows. I had to be the one, you know, setting up practice. One minute
0: setting up practice and setting up the shows.
1: So like when I got into comedy, it was easier because I didn't have four other assholes that I had to make
0: sure showed up. Yeah. I just had
1: to I just had to make sure I was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that now, I mean, you're you're setting up. How many of your own shows? Um,
1: well, I've kind of laid off, um, just trying to set up like anything uh, until the roast battles and everything were kind of hammered out. Yeah. Because that's that is a workload, man.
0: I can imagine, like that. I, I mean, we I, started booking in, it in October. I mean, in, in my like, opinion, like that's uh, I I would say that that would be the project to focus on, like out of out of any of the other ones.
1: Oh, yeah. And then uh, you know, I've been working really closely with Jeff Webb um, as far as like like I was talking about like our summer arrangement or like the things we want to do over the summer with that show that we did at the art theater. Uh, I've been working closely with him as far as like ideas for where to go or what to set up. But like I told him immediately, I was like, I can't be as hands on as I want to be because of all of the. You know, because of all the other shit, like I've got going on with this pros battle thing, I have to be in contact with eight different comedians about you know what the rules are, you know who they're facing, what, what you know what's what's going to happen when they get there. You know, the, a, the,
0: the just getting eight ske- ten schedules to line up. Yeah, not like, to that's mention, fucking insane.
1: Not to mention the sound guy. Not to mention the the, yeah. the girl taking tickets at the door. Not to mention you know the bar, like setting that up at the bar, which I had nothing to do with. That that's local sounds. They're they're. They take care of a lot of the business end of it. That's, they're when, awesome. When,
0: when I heard that episode with Local Sounds with you, like I, I, I've been meaning to ask you. I keep forgetting. Like, do you think either one of those have any interest in cigars? Because like, like I listened to that episode of yours with Local Sounds, and I definitely wanted to talk to them. Yeah. Because uh, it, it seems like they've had some pretty awesome experiences.
1: Yeah. Jordan, he's been in the music scene forever, too. So his whole I mean, if, if you heard the podcast, if you didn't, it's down now, but um.
0: If you it, didn't get rid of everything, did you?
1: No, I still have everything backed up, if anybody is ever Well, interested. I mean, you, you could
0: still find it.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, not online. You can't no? find any. I took them all down. I was, because, okay, so my original thought was, I'm going to turn Keegan and Friends into just the live game show, and then the in-studio game show. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, I don't know, like, if I want, like, because then I started doing the, the More Bros podcast, or, you know, and radio show, so it was like, I'm already doing this once a week, like, and, and we're, you know pretty fucking good about it like we i think we've only missed one week in the last three months so like i've got that consistently going on on top of trying to book shows on top of trying to go to open mics it's like i didn't know how much i wanted to load myself down with keegan and friends probably come back in some iteration at some point but you know for right now that stuff i took it all down and i'll probably end up taking that page down yeah um just until you know I know, I know I want to dedicate myself to it. Like I, yeah. I it, it's not something I want to do half-assed because it it is something that I really enjoy doing. So to put out a lackluster product, you know, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be true, you know. Yeah. It wouldn't be something that I actually want to do. It would be something that I'm forcing myself to do. And uh I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't I don't think it'd be tra- entertaining to listen to nor do I think it'd be, you know, fun for me to do. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, like going back to like getting ten schedules to line up. Like with your, with your last live show, like I was, I was almost the guy, like for, for one, like you had, you had a last minute cancellation that I I call bullshit on.
1: Yeah, And I got so lucky that Kay jumped in to do it.
0: And so, uh, Kay, Kay jumped in to cover that. And then I completely forgot about the show. Like I, I was working, I come home, my brother was coming over to hang out with uh, my son and you know, we ordered pizza and it's like, Oh fuck. Like you, you sent me a message. Like, yeah. hey, dude. And, like, as soon as I seen your name, I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I, I looked at my wife. And that, and that was the week that, like, I did, um, like, a total, like, three podcasts before that. And then, like, that Saturday, like, that was one of my only days off with the family. Yeah. And I seen that. I looked at my wife. I was like, fuck. I was <laughs> like, he already had one cancellation. You know, I, it, it's right down the street. Right, right. So it was like, all right, uh, you know, run down there real quick, and oh, and then like,
1: I, I do do the the monthly open mic at, at uh, Sci-Fi as well. But that's that's gotten to the point where it's so easy to do. Like I just kind of show up, and you know, if com- comedians show up, they show up. They don't. They don't. Um, what's really cool about that venue and about the owners of Sci-Fi Donuts is that like they're really fucking cool, and they really want to help local artists. Yeah. Um, so they're they're so cool with like we had three comedians show up one week and no crowd, no. Yeah. Right? So it was just four people standing there and they were like, you know, do you want to do this still? Like if you want to, you can. And we're like, yeah. So what we ended up doing was just a comedy workshop. Yeah. So it was four comedians. Three of them would sit at the front table right in front of the stage, and then the fourth guy would go on stage do his routine. And as we would do a joke, you know, the the table would like hold on. <laughs> this is what you should do there yeah. this is how you should say this this is what you should do there uh go and then like you know it was like we just worked on each other's bits helped helped each other out through all the jokes that we were working on which is what you do at an open mic anyway but to actually have that feedback yeah and that that, yeah, that, and that,
0: that, that instant feedback yeah now i think you have to sing because uh <laughs> i i'm doing the pee dance all right all right, all right. uh
1: uh so I, I guess I'll just do in constant sorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh so, see there's a video yeah, put you on the spot. yeah I'm watching myself uh, but this is recorded fuck it i mean uh you know here we go <laughs> see this is this is the thing everybody ah I'm a man of constant sorrow, I've seen trouble all my days I bid farewell to old Kentucky, the place where I was born and raised The place where he was born and raised Oh, oh, six long years. Years I've been a stranger. No pleasure here on earth I found. Yeah, I probably fucked that up. Either way, that's a taste. You can come find me at local karaoke's all over the place. That's I, I just I show up to karaoke and then I surprise them. That's that's my that's my strategy. It's just show up to karaoke. Everybody's like, oh, the nerdy guys there. This will be fun, and then I just fucking start belting Garth Brooks. Like <laughs> that's that is my that's my go-to move.
0: Uh, you know, I I kind of wish I was here for backup vocals on that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. I uh,
1: what's what's I think that that is the only talent I have that I never had to work really fucking hard for. Yeah, like that is the one thing that like everything I've ever done I mean like with football with any of like the sports that I played I was always like a little dude so I had to I had to work extra fucking hard with comedy I had to work extra fucking hard because I was so used to being the one talking and not having to listen to what I said yeah but now that I do comedy I have to listen to what I say so like working on like okay that joke didn't work how do I make it work you know so, like, all these other things that I've had to work so fucking hard for, singing was just the thing where it was like, oh, that's just a thing I do. Like, I just sing. Like, I, 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 like I, uh, I, I've I had people like, oh, you should go see a vocal coach or you should do this. And then I'm like, yeah, but then it's not just the thing I do. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, then it
0: becomes work. Right, and it's
1: like, you know? Eh, you know, that's the one thing. That if I'm not in a band, like, I don't, I, I just do it for fun. I just sing for fun. It's just something Yeah, that, like, I've noticed that, like, when I'm really pissed off, or like when i'm really sad or anything like i'll just start singing and it like instantly lifts my spirits like it's just this, one of those things
0: this this sounds like an intro video for american idol
1: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i had a teacher that like wanted me to do it when i was in high school she was like you should do american idol and i'm like that's not see my that, show <laughs> see that, that that
0: that's where it makes me feel old because american idol wasn't a fucking thing when i was in high school uh,
1: yeah I, uh, I'm a youngin'. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, I, if I remember right, I think we got a decade between us.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, cause I'll be 28 next month. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I, uh, it's, fuck, man. Uh, it's, I forget how old I am quite often. Yeah. Like, just fucking, it's just a number at this point. Like, oh, yeah,
0: no, that's, dude, I was, I was scared of 30. Uh, like it. It, it it started getting to me, like, you know, a couple months prior. It's like, man, I'm going to be fucking 30. <laughs> and then, like, my 30th birthday, I woke up and I was like, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess this is going to be fine. And now. Fucking made it. And now, uh, let me see. This year, I turned 39. And next year. Oh, here, dude. Um, all right. I just wanted that, to be
1: on camera that I can do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so next year, at the end of the year, I'm going to be turning 40, so I'm sure I'm going to have a fucking, like, all right, fuck, man, I'm turning 40. God damn it. Yeah. But that's my brother turned 40 last year. Yeah. And, you know, like, watching my brother turn 40, it's like, oh, this is no big deal. So hopefully it doesn't fucking hit me like that. But, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure that once I get around that time and, you know, I start thinking, it's like, well, I'm going to be 40 and my kid's going to be 5, <laughs> like Shit! You know, <laughs> like, how am I gonna how am I gonna play catch with my son? You know, oh, you'll be fucking but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get some stem cells injected, See, in me and I mean, I'll be I'll be all right.
1: That's actually what I'm. Uh, so I'm not really okay. So I, I do. I I was doing this bit for a long time where I was like, I don't fear death. I don't fear yeah. death, but not in like a cool way. Like, it's not like I fear no death. It's like if somebody was chasing me, I'd try to get away. Yeah. But, like, if they caught me, I'd be like, all right. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. Guess
0: I had a good run.
1: Yeah. This is how this goes. <laughs> but I think, like, the one thing that I am really, really afraid of is that, like, I'll die, and then, like, a year later, they'll figure out like the thing that killed yeah me. <laughs> yeah like because we're legitimately at that point yeah like they said that like s- the first person who's going to live to be 150 has already been born
0: well that uh, i i thought i thought it was the first person that's going to live to 200 well uh, has already been born probably i mean i'm probably wrong but yeah, well dude i mean you look you look at how much shit's advanced in the past 20 years and it's only like you know it's it's constant double on double on double on double on double. Yeah, you know.
1: I mean, it's the first time in human history that we've had that, where it's yeah. just an upward swing that almost seems unending as far as technological advancement goes. I mean,
0: which if you listen to the uh, the the newest Rogan episode with uh, Alex Jones, you'll learn all about how they had uh, all this shit in oh the fifties, dude. Um, which, which, by the way. <laughs>
1: Can I just point out that it is possible to have a patent before something is invented, well, yeah, I just want to point that yeah. out like because I felt like that was something they very hard they like, overlooked so far
0: now, now see i didn't I didn't watch it i listened yeah uh so i, I didn't see the pictures of the patent that they were showing, but the, me either. From, from from what it sounded like like everything it, it sounded like everything looked like it was fucking right. yesterday
1: but there are something there are some things that are called self fulfilling prophecies, yeah where like yeah you just say that this is gonna exist, and then when people are actually have the ability to make it exist, they go, that looks like a good idea, yeah, like I, 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 that like I said in that podcast, I was just like, "Oh my God, you're letting him get away with say so much <laughs> <laughs> like you're letting him <laughs> just go, you're just letting yeah. him go,
0: yeah, oh very very entertaining, oh
1: my God, so so entertaining like i was i was texting people the whole time like just sending quotes <laughs>
0: like <laughs> well it was funny i was talking i was talking to a buddy of mine that i haven't talked to in a while he's in med school so he's pretty fucking busy and like i i was i was texting him like you know we ended up catching up a little bit while i was listening to that episode and he asked me he's like oh you see uh alex jones and eddie bravo around rogan And it's like yeah I'm, I'm listening right now and um He's like, yeah, it's got to be fucking... He's like, I'm going to listen to it when I get a chance. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm an hour and a half in. Eddie Bravo just walked in. And, you know, it's fucking four hours and 45 minutes. Dude,
1: so hilarious, man. And it's like, in the first hour, they're just talking about outlandish shit. Yeah, And it's yeah. like... It was one of those things where I had to make a conscious decision after the first hour. Because when they said, they were like, oh, Eddie Bravo's coming. I had to make that decision in my head. I'm like... Am I going to dedicate five hours of my life? Exactly. To this? And exactly. I was like, yes, well, I am.
0: The only, like <laughs> I, I found, I, I didn't even know, um, but like uh, I seen a tweet by Eddie Bravo saying, "Oh shit!" and this is a four-hour adventure, and I see a picture of Alex Jones at the table. I was like. Oh, I refresh my podcast feed. It's like, oh fuck,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> like the first time he was on, I listened to it yeah, like three the ni- fucking the, times. Yeah, I was the like, the nine eleven episode. I'm like, I gotta know what this dude is saying. Yeah, like I've, I've got, I've got, and it was funny because like my girlfriend was kind of like, she's like, I don't know, you know, she's like, I don't know how you can listen to that and be entertained. And, oh Jesus! And Christ. it was one of those things where I was like. How can you not? Exactly. I was like, it's impossible to listen to this as, and it's it's almost purely a thought exercise, right? Yeah. Like I, listen, I, I love listening to people that I don't agree with or people that are just crazy. Yeah. Because like you can listen to them and go, this is why they're crazy. <laughs> you know. It, well,
0: and and then every once in a while you get that gem is like that that gem that's just like, huh? Yeah. All right. You ah oh, fuck. Now I got to look into this you know
1: right yeah because you have to tell yep because you have the preconceived notion in your head that everything they say is wrong yeah and then it's like but is it and then you go and find out a lot of times yeah they are wrong yeah. but like <laughs> yeah most times most times they're, they're wrong but like but you know every now and again you you like you said there's that, that gem where you're that, like that oh, little shit.
0: that little nugget of possible truth yeah like oh right God damn it
1: like I'm not all about the moon conspiracies and stuff. Yeah. But every now and again, they say some shit, and you're like, I didn't
0: know that. <laughs> well, that's 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 pretty plausible. All right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think even Eddie Bravo talked about it in that podcast, dude. He,
0: like the, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, oh, no, go no. ahead. No, no, no. I, I I you. As soon as I heard Eddie Bravo, like I just thought like Alex Jones is willing to fund an expedition on a fucking like ice icebreaker. So? for it fucking freight liner <laughs> to the south pole to prove that the fucking world is round
1: <laughs> did you love how they were referring to marijuana as tobacco oh yeah that was yeah. amazing because uh, even in an audio format i knew oh, what yeah. was happening yeah. i was like oh, oh no okay. yeah
0: yeah it's a hundred percent tobacco <laughs> you
1: got any more of that tobacco over there that was really <laughs> good tobacco <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was just the Fucking age. which I, I i think it's funny because like rogan has the humidor for cigars but it's filled with nothing but weed yeah and it's just like all right you know but th- th- at, as a matter of fact after that episode like when uh like alex jones made a comedy he's like you know or uh yeah alex jones made a comedy He's like i'd rather just sit around and fucking smoke cigars and blah 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 blah. i was like oh as soon as i heard that i sent out a tweet Is like i would love to smoke a cigar with alex jones oh Hash- my God. hashtag alex jones dude. like somebody make it happen
1: that would be amazing yeah
0: dude <laughs> so
1: i would want to be here <laughs> if, that happened, if that happened
0: oh no i guarantee it wouldn't be in the garage it would it would be over a fucking video chat but uh yeah i i that would probably be one of those instances where i have a fucking crowd sitting over there <laughs> right just listening I, i'm gonna have to borrow your pa
1: <laughs> dude oh god that'd be amazing
0: all right so we're uh we're we're just over two hours. Oh wow! I'm, Holy shit! Really? Yeah, that's I. I mean, I started a little bit early, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up now. Okay. Because me and you have things to talk about afterwards. Yep. I may keep recording for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Maybe possibly do like a Patreon exclusive or something Ooh. if I could figure that shit out. <laughs> um. So plugs. Um, March
1: 23rd, Mighty Mix in Winfield, Indiana. Uh, the first. Region Roasters Association Battle for the Belt. The first round uh, starts March 23rd. We're going to be doing this probably every three months, uh, putting together another show. So keep an eye. Find us on uh, Region Roasters Association on Facebook or regionroasters.com. Uh, first Tuesday of every single month, I host an open mic at Sci-Fi Donuts here in Griffith, Indiana. Uh, so come out, check us out. It's open to all skill levels. If, if it's your first time on stage, we're really supportive. Uh, if it's your thousandth time on stage, we're really supportive, but we're going to tell you exactly what we think of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, June, tw- uh, June 8th, I'm going to be doing uh, the show at the Hobart Art Theater with... Um, Kevin Kellum, Shannon Rostin Jeff Webb Rebecca Gibson um, so that'll be the the repeat of like the January 26th show um, if you're in the Midwest uh, keep an eye on Keegan I'll be posting dates for this summer because we're gonna be yeah we're gonna be everywhere like we're uh, the, the way it's looking is it's gonna be Michigan Ohio Illinois Indiana uh, we're looking into Wisconsin we're looking into Kentucky. Uh, we're we're going to be trying to hit a bunch of different states, so keep an eye dot com for all of my information, uh, and it has links in there for my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yada yada. Uh, if you do add me on Facebook, be warned, uh, I post shit that you probably don't agree with. Yeah. No. But I, o- I am open to all comments and uh, exactly. questions and concerns. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's more Moron anything. Bros. Moron brothers Every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern... Uh, and uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, every, PM. Yeah, <laughs> PM. Every Tuesday, uh, moron, Moronic wi- uh, Tuesdays on realpunkradio.com. Uh, we're going to be working on getting a more accessible app for the show, because I know that you've had some issues trying to listen to us live yeah. on the website. Well,
0: it, it's it's listening after the fact, because I, I can't listen while it's live. Like, you know, hoping for a uh, downloadable or, yeah, you know, listen anytime
1: version com takes you directly to our shows page. So, uh, hopefully, like I said, probably in the next month or so, we'll, we'll definitely have all of our archived episodes. And then every episode after that will be posted there. So keep an eye, man, I'm busy. Uh, follow me on Instagram and, uh, social media and you can stay
0: up to date with all my shit. All right. Uh, for myself, uh, the herfcast.com, uh, there's a link to Patreon there, and I just ordered T-shirts, so I'll have shirts available soon. I just got an order of stickers in, so now I've got stickers. I'll have shirts. I got some buttons left over. Um, you know, all that'll be included in Patreon, whatnot. Uh, I, I might set up a store on the website, theherfcast.com. Social media. Uh, the Herfcast Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter, it's the underscore Herfcast. Send me any constructive criticism, any hate mail, <laughs> any, uh, any love, anything, any ideas uh, to brian at com. That's brian with an i at theherfcast.com.
1: And I'm assured that any hate mail will come because of your guest so you can just send that straight to me, and we can we can talk about that all day. I'm 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 so into it. <laughs> so, actually, I, I was on a dating website for just a little bit of time, and uh,
0: farmers only.
1: No, I was on uh, uh, that Bumble, where only the only girls can talk to you. Like it's like the whole thing about uh, it. All right. And um, I put in my in my bio or whatever. I'm like, if you're gonna swipe right, which means they didn't select you, uh, swipe left and tell me why. And dude, some of the the, it's like it's like some girls were just really mean, and I didn't like that. But like the ones that like really took time to write like really scathing reviews of me were the best.
0: Dude, that's that's like that's like you know the reviews on Amazon yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was amazing it was amazing and like i didn't change anything about myself like on the profile based on what they said i was just like okay if they had that to say i bet someone else is gonna have even more so i'm just gonna leave it up but yeah not there anymore (laughs) but you can still uh yeah i I, uh more on bros we do a we do a segment where i wrote out like i I took like my favorite ones and i wrote them in notes on, on my phone so now we have a segment on our podcast, our morning show, where I read off scathing reviews of me from women <laughs>
2: nice, <laughs> who
0: have no idea who I am. Dude, you, so you should definitely keep that profile up just for the reviews. Right?
1: I considered it, but my girlfriend had other <laughs> plans. Uh, <laughs> All
0: right, everybody, that's KeeganDamron.com and TheHerfCast.com. All the links will be in the description. I hope you enjoyed. Until next time.